Hey everybody, Adam Ray for the About Last Night podcast. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. What'd you do? What'd you get into? Let us know. Sometimes I feel like this is a talk radio show in these intros. I want to I wanna actually take callers and, and do that. Maybe that's in my future. Who knows? Love line. I've been on it. Would, uh, would, love to, would love to host it with Brad. I think that'd be dope. Can we, can we make that happen? Can we bring that back? Somebody tweet a love line or Dr. Drew. Maybe we'll talk to Dr. Drew. Maybe I'll stand outside his house, say anything style like John Cusack with a boombox over my head and Brad on my shoulders. Let us rev- revamp love line, please. I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend. I had a great time uh, home in Seattle. And uh, and now back uh, back to the grind, baby. This week, Brad and I go to Austin for the Moon Tower Comedy Festival. We're doing a live About Last Night podcast show, uh, 6 p.m. Thursday, uh, April 20th. Uh, MoontowerComedyFestival.com or AustinTheater.org for tickets. Our guests are going to be Chris Porter and Dan St. Germain. If you're in Austin, come see the live About Last Night podcast recording. Uh, tickets and info at uh, AustinTheater.org. Dan St. Germain, Chris Porter. going to be a blast. Uh, Brad, will be, Brad and I will be there actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday doing shows. So uh, come out and see us. Today's episode is a, a, a special re-release episode. We don't do this too often, but we've got so many great apps in the can. And I know that sometimes episodes get lost in the shuffle. And when we get new subscribers and new listeners and and just, uh, you know, with a, with a handful of apps, uh under our belt, it's it's tough to remember everything. So we're re-releasing one of our favorite episodes that we've ever recorded with a uh, a very uh, an incredible comedian uh, and now actor uh, with his second season now picked up of his HBO show Crashing. You know him from Conan, his uh, his talk show, uh, countless appearances on uh, on late night TV and Comedy Central and his specials. He's uh, he's a beast in the comedy world. You know him, you love him. And you're going to get him uh, today in your ears. Oh, God, that sounded filthy. It's the one and only Pete Holmes, baby. Pete Holmes, re-release episode. Uh, follow Pete on Twitter, at Pete Holmes. And uh, go back and watch all of his episodes of Crashing, his HBO show. It's really, really great. It uh, depicts, uh, you know, some stuff from his life and the stand-up comedy world in a way that I uh, really am impressed by. Uh, amazing cameos and, and, and uh, guest star appearances. Artie Lang, Sarah Silverman. Jermaine Fowler, T.J. Miller. It's a, it's a fun show. And T, uh, Pete is a great actor. Didn't know he could uh, have the chops for that, but he's great. And if you haven't listened to me on his podcast, You Made It Weird, go back and listen to that. Pete has a top podcast called You Made It Weird, and uh, I was lucky enough to be a guest on that, and we, uh, we ripped it up pretty hard. It was super fun. So anyway, enjoy the hell out of this episode. Follow t- uh, Pete on Twitter. I was about to say follow Tweet on Peter. <laughs> oh my god, it's late. Uh at Pete Holmes, follow me on Twitter at Adam Ray Comedy, at Funny Brad, at Alan Podcast, Alan Podcast on Instagram, Adam Ray Comedy, Brad Williams Comic on Instagram. Like I said this weekend, Brad and I will be in Austin. So uh, go to austintheater.org and uh and come see Brad and I at our shows, in particular ALN Live Podcast, uh April twentieth, six PM. Dan St. Germain and Chris Porter are our guests. Um, about last night podcast.com for all your alien merch, shirts, and hats. Buy them, bring them to the shows. We'll sign them, do whatever you want to them. Um, and subscribe on iTunes to the podcast. Rate us and comment on the iTunes page. Helps us climb the charts. Uh, a lot of great apps coming up this week. Very pumped. So make sure you're subscribed and, uh, and go back and listen to old apps and tell your friends, tell your family. Uh, tonight I just got done at, uh, the Parlor Live. I mean, here in Seattle, I uh, was a guest on the Never Not Funny podcast with Jimmy Pardo on Thursday, and then I brought my mom to Kevin Nealon's show tonight. 
Uh, did a guest spot, hung out with the great Kevin Nealon and Kirk Fox, uh, past Alan Guest. Kirk Fox, one of the best in the game, dude. Just a, a one of the most brilliant joke writers you'll ever see. If you get a chance to see Kirk Fox live, you got to do it. Obviously, Kevin Nealon, but uh, Kirk Fox is a, a beast. Had a lot of fun. My mom got to hang in the green room. We chummed it up. She didn't embarrass me. She actually made them both laugh. It was pretty cool. Um, all right, so that's it. Now we've got the Twitter dates, tour handles, merch info, Return of the Mac. Thanks for watching that. Premiere episode was last week. New episode this Wednesday. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's such a great show. Pop TV, 8.30, Wednesday nights. DVR it. Watch it, all right? So here we go. Enjoy a brand new episode of the Battle Last Night podcast, a re-release episode. If you haven't heard it, enjoy it. If you have heard it, love it again. Here we are, the one and only Pete Holmes. Well, the weekend's over, so it's time to chat about it. Got a midget and a juice, so why don't you sit down and listen to our dope podcast during lunch, dinner, or breakfast. Brad Williams and Adam Ray are here for you any time of the day. So come on and treat yourself right. It's about last night. Yeah, uh, I'm a little ashamed that uh, Adam started playing that song. No, it's a great song. And But, see, I'm ashamed of the fact that I knew who it was. That is something you might want to look in like. <laughs> well, he didn't even hesitate. Dude. He goes, he did one of those where he was like, isn't that, and who sings it? Take that. Yeah, and he goes, isn't it take that? I go, don't even try to put a question mark there. <laughs> like, where you I act like, you I don't, I, where he's got like all their CDs in his car, yeah. but he's like, yeah. isn't that the, yeah, 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 listen, yeah. man, Robbie Williams has had a very impressive career arc. You know someone in the group. Robbie, Robbie Williams. Williams. Yeah. Well, he's huge, right? Because then he went on to do Millennium, and, well, you well, you know. I, I don't know. I don't have to tell you about Robbie Williams. I've watched TV in Europe, so I know who <laughs> Robbie Williams is, but why do, why do you, a good American man, Know who Robbie Williams is? Well, cause, well, who doesn't know one of the great, uh, great British crooners? And you know what I mean? Like they, wow. they, they, I, don't they know, I don't even know you anymore. There's so few and far between. I think you know your podcast? And then he came out with this podcast. <laughs> and then he you came out with that you know album called "Swing When You're Winning," where he did all the classics. Wow. Where he did "Mac the Knife." You, you didn't hear no. Robbie Williams singing "Mac the Knife." No, oh, I didn't. Your ears do not know heaven, Pete Holmes. <laughs> you hear Robbie what, Williams? What kind of music do you like? I only remember his name because it's so similar to Rob. Robin Williams. I'm not even trying to do a bit. I just no. Like, oh, is this- I've had that exact same thing happen right. for a long time. I was like, I love that singer Robin Williams. You're like the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yes, but also. Yeah. Mrs. Robin Williams as Mrs. Doubtfire sings the hits. Oh, that God. is perfect. I would absolutely buy that. I think album. everyone has a Mrs. Doubtfire impression at some point. You in have life. to. Well, because he was himself doing an impression of yeah. an old lady, and someone doing an impression is always easier to do the impression than just totally being right. Themselves. Totally. Uh, what kind? Of, I, I like shitty pop music. Yeah. I just don't know. Take. Take five. Take that. Listen, Take man. Take five. The Kit Kat bar? <laughs> Listen, man. I'm allowed it, to not know the If band. you're not going to get Take That right, we can ask you to leave right now. Just jump in your pool. I'm, I'm, I'm yes. sorry. I'm going to make an executive decision right now. I've done just, that, though, pretending I don't know what a band. You know, what, my first. If you want to pull that thing a little closer this? to your face, yeah. And uh, I am talking about the mic, listeners. Hey. Uh, are you talking about it? <laughs> I was uh, Paul Abdul. You can take it out if you want to hold it. No, you do. Still talking no, about the mic, by the way. No. Yeah. Uh, okay. There's microphones here. <laughs> <laughs> Not in my mouth. Uh, um, Paul, Ab- Paul Abdul. Paul Abdul was the first uh, tape I owned. Awesome. Yeah. So was it to track? 
I think it was. Yeah. So was you so you looked at MC Scat Cat. It's like <laughs> I want that to be me one MC day. Scat it's funny. MC he doesn't Scat know his Cat. dad's birthday, and he knows uh, all these names. I know MC Scat Cat. I think you said I know his dad's birthday. <laughs> wasn't that guy's name? It wasn't Dido, but it was something similar to Dido. Oh, now I gotta look this. No, shit so, up. but he had that song. I like it. That's the yeah. Way it has to be yes. And I remember going into the Newberry Comics in Burlington, Massachusetts, and I, you know, I was probably fifteen or something. Right. Really easily embarrassed and being like, I want that song, but I didn't know his name, and then I had to. Sing it, and then oh, it's like no. a, it's not a cool song. No. And then like the very cool uh, salesperson or whatever you want to call them, <laughs> people that work at Newberry College, yeah. went over and like found the single that's, for me. It's so funny. Uh, uh, Eric Myers, really talented comedian, uh, has a great bit where he talks about how like now people just can Google, yeah. and like be like, oh, what was that song? That's right. Oh, and yeah. then like <laughs> like says. like yeah, like back in the day, you had to go to Sam Goody and sing yeah. the and, song. And to sing the, the, the song. what it was, and it had like an embarrassing like that's the way I. <laughs> like and then i had a woman go oh you know what i mean so like i was like do i do the female sex groan oh my will god they know? it was humiliating will but, they know the song if i don't do the female <laughs> sex groan that was your whole thing the as jerk. you were walking there yeah. well i was humiliated because i remember that sex groan did it for me yeah. in fact that's part of the reason why i liked paul abdul i don't understand as why a 15 year old boy cosmopolitan sure. uh paul abdul um britney spears all yeah. these things it's like why are these for girls why, when I was in college, yeah. like that's when "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" came out, and we were all like, <laughs> "That shit's for queers." Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, but it's a really hot yeah. chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my yeah, hormones are raging. Singing. Exactly. Yeah. On the front cover, you could pretty much. It was. You, I don't have to explain. Well, how I mean, hot why is me, it for girls? "Hit Me, Baby, One Time" is for girls because what? Because it's a girl. I mean, everything in that song and music video is for boys. Yep. School yeah. girl fantasy. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? So is it just because it's a? As a guy, you can't like a female artist. Well, that's the thing with Cosmopolitan. That was like the only place that I was seeing. Like, <laughs> it's like milfs on the cover of Cosmopolitan. <laughs> it's like not always like right. in their twenties. Sometimes like pushing thirty, like an older Cindy Crawford sure, will still yeah. rock yeah. Cosmopolitan. Always in like some ridiculous push-up bra. And when I was a kid, this is pre-porn. You know, yeah. this is, you could you want to talk about your buddy's bit? You couldn't just type in like brunette. One yeah. nipple out, smoking right. a cigar. Eight thousand images. Oh my god! Yeah. You know what I mean? Thousand like, images for so that. Many. I was, that was, I was wondering how different. much would pop up for that. Like, I, and, and, <laughs> I told you, I knew you would wonder. It was eight thousand. But that's a premium example because you talk about a Paul Abdul song where, where, where she groaned a little bit, yeah. moaned sexually. Yep. And back, like back that in was that a day, big deal. That's all you had. That was a big. Like deal. you had to go through that. Like, uh, every, like uh, for me, it was t- uh, the TLC. Yep. Like uh, creep. I was going to say Red yeah. Light Special. Oh, Red Light, oh, oh, Red Light, Light Special. Because you'd have to wait for that. You'd have to, oh, or no, I don't want to fall in love. Remember that video? Oh, yeah. uh, Chris Isaac? Everybody talks about that video because yeah. it just was porn, it was porn. before we it had was, porn. It, it, it was uh, inner prime Helena Christensen yeah. rolling around on the beach. like Black and white. Yeah, black and white, practically topless. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah. How, do, how do I know the names? Maybe I've researched it. <laughs> Whatever. Possibly. I, you know what I, makes me Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. What makes me sad is if I watch that video now. Now I wouldn't even get a half erection. No, <laughs> you wouldn't. You'd be like one topless girl on the beach. There's not yeah. even a donkey. Yeah, that's exactly. How what am it I is. supposed to come? I, I I'm big on that thing. It's it's a problem. We're fucked. The kids that are watching porn are fucked. They are. At, yeah. least, at least I didn't get introduced to to it till I was like way older. Yeah. Right. Even Do you then, feel lucky about that? Oh yeah. No fooling. I actually I feel a little bad. I just did Corolla's podcast and talked nice. about this. And I realized while I was talking to it, I was like, I talked about this on Alison Rosen's podcast too. So <laughs> That's okay just, though. Same network. Th- oh, is it? Yeah. It's just a thing that 
it's one of my it's it's not a talking point as more it's like something that's very interesting to me is yeah. what's happening to human sexuality is like yes, we're totally butt fucking ourselves. This is something I've said on stage it doesn't even get a laugh and I didn't say it on the, either of the other shows. I sometimes look at my computer and will get the feeling of like arousal because like you were oh my, it's you were your so, box. No. it's yeah without that, that no is pun intended but it's the box that you're the box. going to fuck. Why wouldn't you? Your fucking stupid brain sees the thing. It doesn't mm-hmm. go like spreadsheets. It knows <laughs> the number one thing you do with it. Right. The number one thing. Pavlog dog. Yeah. Exactly. That's is it. My Pavlog hog. <laughs> it's my Pavlog hog, and I see it. And I'm not saying I get an erection. You can just feel the launch sequence right. beginning, and you're like. I gotta stop this shit. Do you ever like? Did you, did you ever like try to type in like you? You legitimately want to go to another website, but your muscle memory is such that that you just type in Pornhub.com. You're like, I was trying to go to Pepsi.com to see the new uh, the Janelle yeah. Monae commercial, whatever, and, yeah, that, yeah. and that's what that I, is. I wonder if Jamba Juice has a new flavor coming out next month. <laughs> oh wait, one black nipple out. Wait a minute, with a cigar. Yeah, with a cigar. You know you're in trouble like when Chrome or whatever browser you're using starts. Seeing Suggesting yep. it. Like, I don't oh. need you to remember. Right. Does no. no one at Google, the people that can pinpoint, like, where your mailman is on Jupiter, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you can zoom in on any fucking thing. And no one over there is like, you know, these shortcuts at the bottom, we should, we should, we should flag porn sites and right. not include them. Right. The horn dogs that use their computers for porn don't need the shortcut. They, no. can, they can hit the extra no. we know we, we know our sites. I mean, they know their sites that they go to. <laughs> they have that very specifically. You know, without being too much a creep about it, I am curious what, like, the kids who are discovering, like, what, like, probably, no joke, at the age of as early as maybe 10 or 11, right? Probably earlier. Right. A kid, like, finding porn for the first time. That's the thing. But what, and what, but, like, and it's, uh, again, like, I don't think you can go too into it without seeming like a creep. But, like, I am curious at that age. Seeming like a creep? Wow. I, I Was think, that a TLC? Yeah. Like, ah, TLC B-side right there. Oh, wow. Seeming like, like a creep. Left Eye was my favorite. She was Rest great. in peace. God bless Like, no, no fooling. That's not funny that somebody died, but she was my favorite. Was she really? Yeah. Why? Well, well, of course, cause, because like she She's was kind of like the bad girl, right? She was yeah. the bad girl. Yeah. I, I like that she had like a uh, football paint. So you must have liked Tori yeah. on Saved by the Bell. Tori on Saved by the Bell, Come the on. one with the leather jacket. Yeah, don't act like you, you don't know. You know what's funny? She was Guess the bad who girl. I liked on Saved by the Bell. Who's that? Lisa Turtle. Be- can I tell you why? One black nipple fever. One black nipple out. Cigar. I don't have to. Was it one black nipple out? Lark Voorhees with a cigar.com? One black Voorhees? That's a one act play I'm putting up at the end tomorrow. One black Voorhees. Oh my God. I would go. I'd buy you go see that? without reading a review. You'd bring a friend. One black Voorhees. You wouldn't even refer it to a friend. You'd bring that friend. I would bring that friend. You can see the Referral in the flesh. Tyler Perry presents one, one black voice. <laughs> That's great. And the soundtrack is uh, semen on my mind. <laughs> wow, too many callbacks in too yeah. little time. And the show's over. My head's about. I know. Like, there's done. a certain part we'll where be right be like this. Yeah, Hi, I'm Danny over. Glover. <laughs> if you're having a rough day, put on semen in my mind. It's a new track from a new play. <laughs> one black voice. Oh, Danny Glover's in the play. Yeah, I'm in the play. <laughs> 
By the way, in this commercial, you can ask me questions, and I'll go ahead and respond, because that's the way I like it. By the way, I ain't getting too old for this shit. <laughs> and we're back. Pete Holmes is our guest here. Danny Glover responded to my question. <laughs> in did. commercial. Mid-pre-recorded commercial. Mid-pre-recorded. Pre- <laughs> saying that it's pre-recorded is why that's so great. We're getting to that point. Oh, my it's God. Go- it, 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 it's going to happen, people. Oh, oh, that, oh yeah. It's going uh, to be like Minority Report, where they read your eyes and they go oh, like, yeah. hey, Adam, how's your new jeans? Oh, it's going to be like oh, that. You, think, you really think, yeah? Oh, oh, yeah. Do you think sure, I, this is a sure. great topic? And I do want to get back to what, what were we saying? Uh, well, I was Born. about to ask what young 10 year old boys think of when they jerk off, but we can shift oh, gears for a minute. Yeah, sure. So we don't end up on a megaflaw.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, do you spend time thinking about. I have more and more in the last year, and it's and I um and it's excites me to think about, like, like I heard Howard Stern talk about that he read an article that robots were going to be able to start, like, feeling feelings by 2026. And robots that, will feel yes. feelings. And that yeah. scares the shit out of me. Because yeah. if you've seen iRobot, and I have a lot. <laughs> Possibly stoned, and yeah. it's terrifying to think about that. Like, I don't want to exist with robots that actually are like that. Do you? As you speak into a robot, recording by a robot, you know what I mean. Being though. downloaded yeah. by a robot, you're right. I do, I do know what you mean, but like that is us wanting our cake and eating it too. I, I know you're. Who, I know who you're. Who is right. the asshole scientist that's going to push it? Who's going to make Skynet? Yes, yeah, yes. Miles, the Minority Report stuff. Too. Miles Tyson, Dyson, Miles Dyson, Miles Dyson. Yeah, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, oh my that's god. Who's and he's black. I know. He's black in the movie. They were telling us that Neil deGrasse Tyson. They told. They totally foresaw the entire thing. <laughs> James Cameron is a genius. He's going to go away from the universe and into robotics <laughs> and like armoring robots. I don't know, man. Here's yeah. the thing. Here's what's going to happen. I think. Yeah. In the future, that won't be a big deal. Okay. Our, look at already what's happening is the way we're talking about how kids have everything instantly. Yeah. Right. There's going to be a time. I'm getting this from. Uh, uh, I always forget his name. Singularity guy. Uh, uh, Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams. <laughs> <laughs> it's Her- Kerwitz, Kerwitz or something. K- Kurtzwell. Yep. Kurtzwell. Yep. Okay. Kurtzwell was talking about how the way that we can't imagine not backing up your phone. Like if mm-hmm. I threw my po- phone in your pool right now, second pool reference. I yeah. must be jealous of your pool. <laughs> if I threw my phone in your come pool over right now, I know yeah. I'll be, I'm going to be here. It's going to be so awkward. <laughs> We're going to come back, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gotten one of those uh, floaty chairs, uh, and that's it. Uh, Natural. <laughs> Natural. I don't. I don't no like tan that. lines, guys. I don't like tan Here's the thing. Lines. I hold no- up my computer and I, you see me get a half erection. Wait. Ah, Pavlovian hog. So wait, say anything style? I'm holding up your computer over my head and want you back for good as playing? <laughs> we mix so many 80s and 90s references. No, hit me, baby. One more time. We'll be right back. Danny Glover, every callback. Hi, I'm Danny Glover. If you're having an off day, reach for a nice big vault of Danny Glover cream cheese. You have cream cheese now? That's right, Pete Holmes. Cream cheese in the supermarket. Also at Target, two ninety nine, all free with purchase of any toothbrush from Colgate. Wait, you buy a Colgate toothbrush? We'll give you a two pound box. That's box. what I said, Pete Holmes. <laughs> Why are you questioning this commercial? It seems like you get the toothbrush for free. That's the less expensive item. Yeah, we should have thought this through. Anyway, Danny Glover cream cheese. It's a new item. Just came out yesterday. It might work. It might not. We got sixteen flavors: pina colada, root beer, strawberry, chocolate. Do you the catchphrase? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not putting that on my toast. <laughs> wait, wait, Danny, meant- Danny. Oh wait, dude, yeah, that the, no. that's contradicting the. I think you want to put that on your toast. 
Wait, is that a line from Lethal Weapon? I'm not aware of. I'm not putting that on my like all the, on, the later just, sequels. Yeah. They tried to get another one going. Yeah, I'm not gonna put that on Macho. Oh god, that by, was in the script. By the time like, Lethal Weapon Nine came around, they had no idea what to do. They were just throwing shit against the wall. Danny Glover holding a piece of toast, holding up the Dikembe Mutombo wag. No, no, no. Oh my god. Dude, Mutombo and Glover in the same sentence. I, I, I take all it. take all my money to make that movie. God damn it! I don't care what it is. They, can, uh, can, can, can we make? Can we remake uh, the new Transformers movie with yes, Dikembe Mutombo and, and Danny, Danny Glover? Glover? I don't know why Danny Dikembe Glover riding riding Dikembe Mutombo instead of Optimus Prime on the oh, fucking Tyrannosaurus. Well, that's got all sorts of racist undertones. Joygasm. <laughs> Joygasm. I don't know why Dikembe Mutombo wasn't one of those athletes that was like George Mirasan was in uh, My Giant with Billy Crystal. Right. Yeah. Where right? was Mutombo? Mutombo you know, was even in Space Jam. You like, know there was briefly, a screen yeah. test where he really he just got oh, zero out of yeah, 100. You're right. like, he didn't okay. test well. He did my show. I, I interviewed Matomb. Dikem Matomb. What? Yeah. D- we saw Matomb? the Shaq interview. No, yeah. you, you can look it up. It's, it's one of my favorite things we did. Holy shit. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that to interview Dikembe Matomb? It was awesome. I talked, and, and we, he didn't mind. He's like a family man. And, yeah, you know, like, he's a good dude. Has a, like a good image, but he didn't mind. I made jokes about With his the, yeah. dick wagging, like his finger. <laughs> uh, I, I think I straight up asked him. I asked Shaq about I asked everybody about their dick. <laughs> it was just like, what are we working yeah. with? <laughs> I mean, you're, but you're very curious about, uh, about I penises. I just want to know, Dick. <laughs> How did. <laughs> How did you get him on the show? How do you even think to have him as a guest? Uh, well, my producer was very into sports, and that's how mm-hmm. we ended up having like Kyrie Irving. I'm going to forget people. James Harden, Dikembe Mutombo. I really am going to forget some names here. But yeah, but and like I, yeah, like bad. that's so, that, that's someone who's such a personality. Like you know, they had him in the Geico commercial, and it was hilarious. And was then, he? Yeah, he, he he was in a Geico commercial, like just uh, he 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 was blocking everything. Like people try to buy Cheerios, and he would slap the Cheerios. Uh, that's and go, fun. No, 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 no. Dikembe Mutombo. That's pretty good. Brad made him sound like Cookie Monster. That sounds. But he does sound like Cookie Monster. I made him laugh, and he was like, "What a wonderful world." I think I think I I made him sing Louis Armstrong, and he did it. Oh my god, he was up for anything, and like God, that's awesome. Man. At no point, like, so, okay, so during the beginning of my show, we were filming episodes and no one knew who I was. You know what I mean? Like The Pete Holmes show. The Pete Holmes show, yeah, yeah. So you're doing the Pete Holmes show and it's not on the air yet. So that's mm-hmm. a weird time. But we never got right. to the point where, like, if Conan wanted to do, a, a, of course he's been doing it for 20 yeah. years, if he goes to the NBA All-Star game, easy to get interviewed. Sure. You know what I mean? Everybody it's wants Conan. to talk yeah. to Conan. We never really got to the point where we were, like, <laughs> on the air and people were aware of us. It was almost like we were done taping at the point when people would have been like, well, I'll do it. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. So I, all... I like that show. When are you guys coming back? Yeah. Uh, about that. <laughs> so, like, like Kyrie did it because he did the pilot and because he was injured and then we, then we had a good time and people mm-hmm. would come back. This is a boring anecdote. The point is that we, <laughs> it was never really easy and when people like Dikembe did it, I was like, somebody is persuasive on our staff. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, we had a great staff. Now, are you a big sports fan? Like, do you know who these no, guys are? No. I knew who Dikembe Mutombo was. Right. I, is. <laughs> was. Oh my. Hey, rest in peace, Wait. left eye and Dikembe Mutombo. Hey, left eye. It's so good. I can't do are it. Are they in heaven together? Is that this? Yeah. yeah it's, so, it's so good to see you. 
Seeds for cookie. <laughs> he said seeds for cookie. Oh, oh, I'm telling you. You got to say like all these things. is living and well, oh, and he has an elevator God. in his house. Great shower. Of course he does. I asked him all the time. shower. Guy. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I asked him about his shower. Yeah. I want to know well, what he's I mean, doing. Well, he, I mean, you, you want to know how he washes that wagging penis of his. Yeah, yeah. So, I want all obviously. the details. It's not a normal life being that tall. And you, I mean, no. you're like six Don't five? I know it? What are you? Six five That's Rub it in, Pete. Rub it in. Maybe that's how it worked. I got it all, and they were like, oh, we yeah, got, we got some <laughs> leftover. leftover. That, that was the terrible. Leftover height. Can yeah. I ask you this? So, sure. So Fire Danny away. DeVito did twin. Right. And that has, as I was making that joke, I was like, mm. I hope this is okay. Now you're fine. Danny oh, yeah. DeVito made a movie where the premise was, I'm the leftover. Yeah. That Schwarzenegger was the good twin, and I'm the, like. I'm the leftover. The, yeah. The afterbirth or something. Yeah. It's like we dropped the placenta into a back of radioactive waste, <laughs> and then Danny DeVito, like, crawled out of it. <laughs> but I got the personality. <laughs> and uh, who's got a script for Matilda? <laughs> I don't know if they would make that today, would they? I don't know. Well, I mean, they would. They would if they put Peter Dinklage in it because Dinklage is in everything. Jesus, man, I, I know he's Dinklage. my king. He's my king. He has to. Well, he's my king too. Sure, <laughs> he's, just every, he's all of our kings. I'm just tired of people coming up to me just because I'm a dwarf. Uh, asking me how the son of a bitch is going to end. I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that they want to know if you know him. Oh, they, yeah. Because in, yeah, in showbiz and, and, and a dwarf. Right. So you have to be. Is he well, all, he's also a dwarf? Yeah. I mean, we all, we all hang out at the meetings. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we, you know, we just talk about, like, those damn elevator buttons are too high. Like, that's, that was, uh, By the way, that's, I just had such a great mental image of somebody standing on a chair to yell that out at the meeting. <laughs> well, I mean. Now, what would the other concerns be, though? Well, I mean, what would the real concerns be? El- uh, elevator buttons was first on the docket last week. Uh, we uh, let's see what, what, what did we do a couple weeks ago? Oh yeah, uh, we ha- we have to learn how to walk through parking lots and not get run over. That's uh, <laughs> that has that's to be for real, concern. right? It's happened to me twice. You've been hit. <laughs> yeah. t- t- uh, I've been ba- I've been backed over twice. Hit by, uh, hit, uh, hit, uh, hit by a bus once. <laughs> hit by a bus was crazy. <laughs> I'm not even laughing. Yeah. I just don't like it's it. Like, yeah, no. It's like it's, I don't like it because, like, yeah, you see me in front of you. You're like, it's not like a, this uh, separate thing where oh, the car backs over a dwarf and then yeah. gold coins pop out. Right, like that, right, that's right. not what happens. <laughs> I'm a human. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. And it, it, it's weird because then when did they when, stop? They stopped. Yeah, they stopped. Like, and then got they got hit. out, and yeah. then. Uh, th- th- both of the times they backed over me, like it, it really wasn't that bad. It just like they kind of knocked me a bit. Oh, and, God, um, still. But, but like <laughs> they come out and not, and I mean, I'm a comedian and I always have that thing of like, oh, sure. I have to make a joke. So they walked out and I was like, I was five foot eight, uh, assholes. Uh, you did oh, not. Oh, say I, that. I did. Yeah. I totally did the second time. He always oh, does that. The second God. time. Oh, yeah. We were at the Universal City. He'll do this all the time. We were at Universal City Walk. We used to do our podcast at the John Lovitz uh, thing when it was there. And uh, is that no longer there? Uh, they, I think they just the podcasting went through yeah. so many shifts where it was oh, I'm like, in the club. The yeah. club is still there. Uh, yeah, club the is club there. Is yeah. Come play my club. Ah! I've got beaches up and surfboards to make it seem like it's summertime <laughs> all the time. <laughs> because so what love it's internally yeah, being like? Because yeah. what's <laughs> funnier than being in Tahiti? <laughs> I'll tell you what, Danny Glover, new kites. Summertime kites. I got all sorts of Riggs kites and Joe Pesci kites. Every, kites from every character and Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> Do the catchphrase. I'm not. I ain't buying this kite that high tonight. <laughs> Whoa. 
I mean, it didn't have to rhyme, Danny. <laughs> I ain't flying this kite that high tonight. It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, like I mean, if you established it early in the film, right? He yeah. says it to his daughter. Yeah. And then later they're on the skyscraper and he's killing the bad guy. <laughs> I ain't flying. Is this black boys offensive? No, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. And if it's perfect, it's offensive. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Danny Glover with more. Of my I'm asking the guy that's doing the offensive black voice right. if mine is okay. He's like, no, it's fine. Hey, motherfucker. Hey, Pete, that's very, that's very expensive. Oh, yes, a mass. So we're going to do this the next oh, time. You brought it back a century. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Listen, wow. that was the hype thing. If you want your music taken back 20 years, come to me. Yep. If, if you want your racial jokes, 300 years, come yeah, to me. Yeah. That's my wheelhouse. Hi, how are you? Hey, man, doing well. Uh, thanks for picking me up. Of course. What's your name? Uh, my name is Brad, and uh, I mean, I hate to admit this, but this is my first time I've ever tried Lyft. First time? Well, how does it feel? So far, so good. I mean, I've heard a lot about Lyft. I've heard it's great. I've heard it's easy. And uh, yeah, so far, you're living up to that standard. Popping your Lyft chair. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> well, uh, guess what, Brad? I'll tell you about Lyft. I've been working for them for, for quite some time. And you know why I love it? Because they make every trip feel like a easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl walk in the park. I mean, wow, that sounds amazing. It does. With Lyft, uh, the best part for me is that I get to pick my own hours and work whenever I want. It makes driving pretty much the best job in the world. I'm going to quit my job as an accountant. Let me finish. Lyft okay. is the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. They believe that being a ride-sharing driver should be fun and not have to be such a bummer just because you're in the car for a while. If you're having a good time, guess what? So are the passengers. You having a good time so far, Brad? Hey, so far, so good. I mean, you got Chumbawamba on the radio. I'm happy. <laughs> I love Chumbawamba. Hey, I get knocked down, but I get up again. That's you know? right. If you're choosing a ride-sharing company to drive for, Brad, you got to go with the company that treats you better and that's what Lyft does Lyft offers in-app tipping alright so when you drive for Lyft I get to keep 100% of the tips drivers have been paid over 150 million dollars in tips since the feature was introduced because of the express pay option okay let's drivers get paid almost instantly instead of having to wait for weeks and you know I'm sure you're like me you got bills to pay I do and that sounds really convenient it is convenient with a capital Int. Lyft has been taking the guesswork out of pickups, all right? The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week, Brad, if you join Lyft. Plus tips. You want to make more money? Drive more? It's never been easier to give yourself a raise, buddy. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers means happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect five-star rating well, up top. Well, after this, I could tell you that you're also getting a five-star rating, my uh, friend. You be, you be, you be, okay. So join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com slash ALN today and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. A $500 new driver bonus if you go to lyft.com slash ALN today. That's lyft.com slash ALN. lyft.com slash ALN. Limited time only. Terms apply. And now enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with Brad Williams and Adam Ray. Wait, wait. We're not, we're not going anywhere. Brad, it was me the whole time. This is a commercial. Um, Good thing you're hot. I do want to uh, talk to you about your show. Cause, That's okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Because I really enjoyed people, it. The reason I, really, I say it's okay are people like, is it okay? Because it, it wasn't, it was canceled. This is the fun word. Sure. Mm -hmm. But so, yeah. you, uh, 
when I heard you were getting that show, yeah. uh, I was like, yeah, that makes a thousand percent sense. <laughs> you are one of the most likable. Uh, being funny and being like as funny as you are and likable is, I think, what you if you're not that you have no option to be a talk show host right, right? right, right, right late right. night because you uh and you have to be uh uh appealing to wide masses and i've seen you in so many different venues crush yeah uh, well, that's nice and say. uh and also uh i i've seen your live podcast like in montreal and how good you are with people talking and like that right. to me like I knew the monologue stuff would be great with because uh, of your sure. stand-up. But yeah, also, like, and, and it was so refreshing to see, too, that it wasn't just, like, a typical monologue. Right. Was that, like, yeah. uh, conscious going into it? That was what we wanted to do, and then it ended up being what we had to do because we were taping so far ahead of ourselves. Okay. I kind of alluded to that earlier, but it probably didn't make sense, was that we were done taping, and then the show was on for, like, another four months. Yeah. Oh, you wow. know what I mean? So in the audience, the only thing that would be fake is it would be like, so it's Valentine's Day, and it's not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, like, it's hot out. Right. <laughs> it's freezing. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's December. <laughs> You're just like, well, it's California. Probably be hot out. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. It'll work out. But I appreciate that like I, I think likability is an interesting thing for all comedians to consider because and, and I'm not saying this to be uh, controversial or anything but there are exceptions um, sure Kimmel isn't like I, I think Kimmel's hilarious yep. and mm-hmm. he's great but I wouldn't likable isn't the first word nope. I would use he's more of a rascal yep yeah <laughs> totally. you know what I mean yeah so he's changed that a little bit mm-hmm. but in the Conan model and this was a show that was blessed by Conan yeah. it was that like oh we can be like we, we're so similar. We're both the same height, basically. He's mm-hmm. a little bit shorter than I am, but with the hair, literally. Yeah. I say that as a joke, but literally with the hair, we're the same right. height. Yeah. Uh, we're both from Massachusetts. We're both like awkward, like pale white people that go out and do it. So it, it, it made sense that he would. But the thing that he always went to, not the physical similarities, was you're likable, you're likable, you're likable. Yeah. And that was the compliment that he always gave the show. Yeah. He was like, His, you came off likable. Did he? Was, <laughs> was he the one that hit you up to even get that going? It's a crazy story because... Uh, because of its simplicity, I actually – I always say that I don't like telling it because I don't want to feed the beast of comedians that think that we're always just like one phone call away. Oh, right. When everyone yeah. at this table knows that we're comics and, and it means it's like 10, 12. I've yeah. been right. in for 13 years. 13 years to become an overnight success. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, and I was hosting a lot. Like every right. show, if I ever did like the College Humor Tour, if I did the – uh, VH1 tour or something. I was always the one that. Oh, hosted. for real? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, always just like you would. Make, you, would you ask to do that, or they would just have you? No, they, it was just like a yeah. thing. But then, then hey, was you, like, yeah, he's a likable guy. You yeah. put you put him on first, and then you're like, I guess that's my thing. And then right. you cultivate it and you grow it, and then you do all the sketches, and then you start and doing your the podcast, podcast. exactly. Sure, yeah. yeah. So the show existed. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of if there's a darker lesson. Uh, rather than just being thrown the keys to a Ferrari. The darker lesson is that these days, people need to know that you can do something almost before you're doing it. But the good part is is you can do most things before anyone asks you to do it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. If you want to make videos, if you want to do a podcast, if you want to do stand-up, you can start a show. You can open for people. All the different things. Right. Yeah. It's possible. I always say Spielberg in the desert with his mother in the 8mm. He used to make little movies with his mother in them because that's what was available. Now you can make like a movie with better special effects than Jaws. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Your shark will work. Your shark will work exactly. You'll be shot by the Coast Guard because, like, exactly. The homeland security you, is way more dense. Your now. shark will work. By the way, is playing in the theater adjacent to one, ah, one black Voorhees. One black Voorhees. <laughs> anyway, so the show existed, but the likability thing was, I think, paramount. So I, the story I didn't want to tell was that I just was called in. I had done Conan twice, yep, mm-hmm. and both times 
I'm going to, to other comedians, I'll tell you, I was yeah, like, please. it went well. Yeah. I didn't get yeah. like a standing ovation. You're like, okay, that was a positive <laughs> thing. You were like, yeah. that was good. Right. Do, do you assess a, a lot of your, I mean, when you got off stage, you, what's the, are you thinking like, that was great? Is that one of the first thoughts? Just Le- a no, performance night, concern? When I do a club, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, it's a problem that I'll be <laughs> analyzing it while it's happening. Of course. Like mm-hmm. I just did Cobbs this weekend and I did four shows. So, you have to work actively against comparing. Yep. Your brain mm-hmm. wants to compare. Yep. It's one of the main functions. Yeah, it's like, oh, man, the early show was, they laughed so much harder at that joke, or like, this crowd isn't getting this one or something. It can start at the yeah. beginning. The first crowd applauded more. You know, the, oh, like when they heard, like when when they heard your name? Out. Yeah, or yeah, they yeah, were yeah. chatting more, you know, right, which right, is right. good. You want them to have totally. a pulse. And then, like, this one sounds sleepy, and this one didn't like Chris Thayer opens for me. I was like, they didn't like Chris's this joke. Oh, They're not so gonna... stupid. So it's so stupid. You just have to go up and be present. That's just a, mm-hmm. a lesson for life. Yep, sure. And that's a good performer. That's a good, uh, that's a good everything. Yep. That's a good father. That's yep. a good teacher. That's a good uh, husband or whatever. Yeah, be there, be in the moment. Be right there. So just be right there. So anyway, I'm having a hard time comparing. When I do a late night show, though, it's all a blur. I've only done it. Three times I, I did Fallon when it was on later, and mm-hmm. I, I did Conan twice. And those ones are the closest you get to just reciting your material, right? I mean, because you've turned in your material to these yep. people, they've cleared literally every word. That's the that's you've the thing. Ri- you've written it out. So if, if if you start going off script, yeah, like you're you're not you're not a producer waving at you, like yep. fuck, like, like you, you can't you change. Doing? I don't I don't <laughs> want that toast. To, I don't want that bagel. <laughs> it's like we will not air that. <laughs> Listen, we all know that we are key in the bagel buyer's market, and we don't want to piss them off. A sponsor's bagel (laughs) buyer. It's true. Well, one of the things I noticed doing the show, a little deviation here, is that, like, you can't sing things. Like, I noticed that a lot of times I love love singing. Yeah, because the music copyrights. That's a $25,000 riff. It would always just get edited out. Okay. One of my favorite things that we did on on the talk show was that I would come out and be like, I really want to sing Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It, but we can't (laughs) afford it. So I just, I'm going to put it in your mind. I'll be like, this, you know, like this, and just let them say And then we finish. I move my hand like to the notes. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Yeah. Missing. You know what I mean? It was one of my favorite riffs because those restrictions are what you're dealing with. So the truth is, when you're doing a late night spot, you can deviate a little bit, Mm -hmm. but you can't go long. It's bad to go long. Although this is somebody that went long both times I did Conan. Oh, really? Normally they would edit that down, and I don't recommend that. That wasn't like a conscious move. Yeah, of course. It was a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it seemed to – we're talking like 30, 45 seconds. But then, like, you get off stage and all you think – and I've talked to a lot of my friends that did Conan and other shows like it. You get off and all you think is, like, I'm so glad I didn't fuck up right. my words. Yeah. yeah. Something – when stand-up did my show, I was like, if you fuck up your words, just start again. Yeah, like just do it again. But we're every, we're airing this in four months. That's <laughs> right. That's right. But every show at least is airing six hours later. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know why we all pretend like it's live. One of the reasons I think is because they like to have that energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But on when when stand ups came on our show, there were two things that I did. One is I gave a big speech to the crowd to be like, "Give it up for these guys. It's hard for these guys. Awesome. You've been getting used to watching me. Mm-hmm. You're gonna someone else is gonna be standing where I'm standing, where I've been standing. You've watched three episode tapings. Someone else, a foreign entity, is right. gonna be here." You're going to want to attack it with your antibodies. Just laugh. They don't have time to win you over. Just laugh. And I'd be like, let's make this the greatest set of their lives. They would get more applause than I would that's awesome. when they would come out. That's, but that, 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 that's so great that you do that I'm saying that as I'm a putting, comic. I'm putting that out there. I yeah. told Seth Meyers. I saw Seth Meyers recently. And I told him, I was like, look, I don't want to give anybody advice ever. Mm-hmm. The one thing I learned from 80 episodes was when a stand-up is on, give a spiel. It makes it so much better. Yeah. Because then you're the show that comics want to do. 
Yeah. And he then, told us to set Myers. Yeah. Nice. And he was like, that's great. Although nice. he also said they have a band playing in between, so it was a little different. Yeah, we, yeah. we didn't. I was just like, lower the music. Was that a choice to not have a band? Uh, financial choice. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> also not having a desk. It, it wasn't, it wasn't. It's interesting how there was, a, a, you know, an eclipsing of like, we needed... Uh, to save money, and also I didn't want it to be traditional. So it was like, well, we can't afford to tape it every day. Okay, but I want to do non-topical <clears throat> monologues, so those things lined up. You know what I mean? I don't really mm-hmm. want a band. We can't afford one. Well, that works. Yeah. <laughs> do you think not, because I, <clears throat> the fact that you weren't traditional was I'm looking at my phone because my car didn't start, and I'm just making sure everything's okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Somebody's looking <laughs> Take at your it time. Currently. Yeah, you Ubered over here. I did Uber over here. Do you Uber a lot? I do have a pretty bad Uber habit. You know what I've noticed is, is that like people on Twitter don't like when you talk about Uber. Like I, I, really? I've tweeted a couple times about Uber, and I'll be like, uh, I like that you can rate your drivers uh, Uber, but can we make a system so I can rate their cologne? <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. Great and joke. You know, that's not just for Uber. Like yeah, a lot of cab drivers ta- yeah. just wear, but they Taxis have the rating. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then uh, I got more than one person being like, that's for rich people. I was like, is it? No, it's it. I mean, no, they, they have like, the Uber was, X thing. And that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they just assume I mean the black cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, because we know Pete Holmes only travels by black car. <laughs> I believe you travel by helicopter over I, here. I think I have. Uh, yeah. Pete, was that Morgan Freeman? We well, we know. Uh, uh, Pete Holmes only goes. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I could tell you Pete Holmes only traveled by, by bicycle. That the sisters but it didn't take him in an Uber X that night. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Pete Holmes. All right, real quickly, three Morgan Freemans talking to each other, right? All sitting around the dinner table, right? Okay. We're eating Campbell's chunky beef soup. You know, I find the Campbell's chunky to be not as chunky as I like. Uh, I agree. I like when they have I like when they had the NFL commercials and and the NFL players are talking with their mothers. Mothers are very special to me. Me, me too. Rest in peace, Reggie White. But <laughs> on another note, Wait, have you guys that? seen the latest uh, Cosmos? It, <laughs> I can't remember what network. I wish I could tell you I remembered what network it was on. Did we narrate it? Uh, no, I believe that was the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson who's going to kill us all because he's going to uh, integrate man and machine. <laughs> Morgan, that was a A plus callback. <laughs> I just downloaded that new Soundscape CD from Target. I'm not gonna fly that kite that high tonight. I believe that Danny Glover is one of the most underrated actors of our time. You know, you can interact with him when he's doing a commercial. I did not know that. Just speak up; he'll respond. So basically, what you're saying is Danny Glover is God. <laughs> He's a likable fella. I was God in Bruce Almighty. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> hey guys, so was I. <laughs> Mind blown. This has been Three Morgan Freemans talking while eating soup. <laughs> with a fork. Thank you, Campbell's Chunky. <laughs> you say with a fork? With a fork. Oh, oh yeah, because they, they, they had that ad commercial. Yeah, oh. so chunky. Coming huh? this fall to, uh, to IFC, Three Morgan Freemans. <laughs> you know what? Your references are so good, but the specific in which you add to bits. Oh, man. Oh, it's like me. so on point, dude. I appreciate it. To that. add the fork because it's chunky makes that whole commercial better. <laughs> Mentioning that the commercial that you interject with Glover was pre-recorded. Necessary. It's funny how one word can make a... I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Uh, not with the compliment, but with the idea that specificity and sometimes... I hate when I'm doing a set, and like I did this, like I said, I was at Cobb's, and I just had one set where I was really, your brain was just like lit up locked like in, Christmas, yeah. and I was locked in and riffing. A lot of new material and just changing one word. Mm-hmm. And then like I'm like, as it's killing, you're like, I didn't record the set. 
I'm not going to remember what right. that was. Oh, you know, God. And, and you try so hard, like, when you're three jokes in, you're, you're still, like, repeating that word right. in your head, like, don't forget this word, don't forget Here's this word. Here's what I've noticed, though, that's crazy about the stand-up process is, like, and I, I don't beat myself up about anything. Not mm-hmm. recording, not writing. I just don't believe in that shit. I believe in being funny and uh, doing your best and all that yeah. sort of stuff. I, I just don't like when our brothers and sisters... Oh. Let's pull it up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's nice. better. Perfect. Uh, beat themselves up. I don't think that. Yeah. I think that's defeatist. So anyway, when I'm doing the set, and then I'm like, I'm not going to remember that line. Here's what happens: three, four days later, middle mm-hmm. of the night is the cliche. Sometimes that happens, yeah. or it's just like in your car, you go like, right, and it just comes back. Yeah, yeah. or it comes back when you're doing stand-up, and that's why performing a lot is important. Yep. Yeah. And then you can be lazier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, and and I've totally done that. Where uh, I think of a joke in the moment. Lo- lose it and then I, I'm like fuck I'm not gonna remember that yeah. the next time I do a set it's in it, you it, 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 it just comes right back here's the thing you're not the song you're the radio you know what I mean and you're you need to be open to the can frequency you, can, coming through can you. you say that as Morgan Freeman you're not the song you're the radio <laughs> when you watch the penguin sit on the egg for four months knowing both the egg and herself will be dead we're reminded of our own futility. <laughs> he, is, he is great with big words. Futility. Ah, uh, futility. He, he, he seems to add an extra syllable to like three syllable words like futility. 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 My voice is so good that people want to hear more of it. So I'm going to add syllables. I'm going to add syllables. Syllables. To my words. Syllables. Syllables to my words. I get paid by the syllalalabo. <laughs> <laughs> there was a girl I knew in college who had gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the old Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he should narrate everything. Him and James Earl Jones. <laughs> Is James, James Earl's dead, right? No, he's still, now he's still alive. He, what? he was just in a uh, he did the sprint commercial. A man who can't does it. <laughs> can't sprint. Hi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah. He, he, he There's just, a lot of people. There's a lot of people on my list of I can't believe they're not dead. And yeah. it's not because <laughs> it's just like, doesn't it feel right? <laughs> From the makers of I Can't Believe It's Not Butter comes Pete Holmes' new show, dead. I Can't Believe They're Not Dead, in which Pete Holmes looks at <laughs> photographs of people who are actually alive who he thought were dead. <laughs> I think it'd be great if you had the actual celebrity come out and Pete's just like, oh, wow, I thought no. you were dead. <laughs> That's actually a great idea. Wait, you sit down in a, in a beanbag chair, and 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 you, they basically a pagoda. A pagoda comes. A pagoda is a good one. It's almost like the dating game. You have three different like doors, and they go and they, and, a, and a thing turns around like the um like the letters on uh, like on the Wheel voice. Of fortune, <laughs> like the and chair it, turns. And around. It, yeah, the chair, whatever. It turns around and they go uh, and a picture, and they go, Pete, is this person dead or alive? And you're like, I think dead, and uh, and. I guess they're all not dead, but you think they're all no, dead. No, everyone's in a while. She's an urn yeah, right. in the chair. <laughs> just like, you're I guess right. who it is? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're okay. dead. Oh, you're right. <laughs> hey, our dad, and it's just a grieving family. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we brought you joy. <laughs> Well, we like, don't want that family to go home empty-handed. You're going to get six Casio keyboards. Pat Sajak seems like he's dead. Yes, he does. Pat uh, Sajak. Just, just on the inside. <laughs> oh, oh, he's been uh, shot. Shots fired, Sajak. <laughs> Your move. 
I think he's going to come down to the About Last Night podcast for I his retort. By the for FAA rules, if he wants to, you have to let him. I don't know. <laughs> let him on a podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is some sort of uh, if you're you know, in, retort if you're in the FAA. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that even stand for? I, I don't know. The Federal Arms Association. <laughs> I don't yep. know. No, and it's got to be audio yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Federal, Arms. Yeah. Federal Arms Association. Federal audio. Wait, to oh. where you're like on... <clears throat> TV, like if you're a game show host for 25, or just in the... Oh, no, no, anybody. Oh. If you shit on my dad, if you're like, Jay Holmes sucks, you have to let Jay Holmes at least call in. Wow. Yeah, you can't bar well, him. In that case. In that case, <laughs> fuck you, Mark fuck Wahlberg. You. <laughs> hey, why you, why'd you say that? <laughs> hey, it's me, Mark. <laughs> you I do... I think we found regret. a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Call so, kick your ass. <laughs> do, have, not very good today. Were you ever an impressionist? High. No. In fact, I think impressions... I'm not even good at them. I just like trying them. Yes. And I think that's that's one of the keys to Of them. course. It's like, you just so sell many, it. Just sell it and yeah. commit. It's like musical comedy can be so upsetting to a lot of comedians, sure. But like, mm-hmm. especially when you're watching improv comedy, it can be so brilliant because they have to commit. Right. You know they don't know what they're saying. And they're right. like, I'm opening the door! <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so funny. Similarly, I, I, my whole life I knew I wanted to do impressions. I knew mm-hmm. I liked impressions. But, like, that Mark Wahlberg's garbage. I mean, it, it, they're all, like, C's, C's and B's. Yeah. But, like, it takes a certain So you like your impressions lighting. like you like your titties. Well, C, I'd be worse. C, wow. C's and B's. <laughs> I'd be worse. Are there F titties? <laughs> Are there F titties? Maybe. Playing adjacent. I don't know why they call them F's, because they're getting a passing grade in my drawers. <laughs> see me. Wow. You got an F. See me. See meat. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy, boobies uh, are. You know, is this a relatable premise? Yeah. I, I want to put it to you, gentlemen. I, I I like how Adam agreed before you said the premise. I'm on board with what everyone absolutely meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah. I just mean as a stand-up. I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. Uh, I, so I'm dating a girl. I, I love her so much. She's and she has nice boobs. She's got Wonderful. big boobs. And I was talking to her about yeah. I know. See, here's the bit though. <laughs> Congratulations. I go. I have a couple big boob bits because I've dated a couple girls with big boobs. Yeah. One mm-hmm. of them was like when you date a girl, and this girl dressed really. I didn't like the way she dressed. I'm yeah. one of those people that's like, can you please cover up just yeah, a little don't bit? Don't show everybody. I just mm-hmm. those are for me. Those are for me. And honestly, we're at Disneyland. Fucking yeah, cover. Nah. I'm not kidding. Like seriously, <laughs> would just dress like I understand maybe it, like things that bother us. Now, remind I, us. I used to work at Disneyland, so I know exactly what you're talking right? about. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Is it distracting for the characters too? Uh, yeah. He's trying to sign an autograph. Yeah. Right. And he's like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So, How much cleavage was she showing at Disneyland? Way too much. Okay. Yeah, because like, there's much. always a little bit like that's. But they're always the comparing the it to girls with small breasts. They're like, this dress is. Co- yeah, they have small breasts. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you're mooning me. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> chest moons. Ridic- you're giving me chest <laughs> moons. I think uh, chest moons is playing Coachella next year. They're pretty solid band. Chest moons. I the thing I said on stage was I was like, it's like dating a B list. Celebrity. It's like dating Pauly Shore. So I'm not putting down Pauly Shore. I'm just saying you walk right. around with Pauly Shore. He'll be on the podcast next week because of those shots. Fat say Jack, Pauly Shore. We have and Mark Voorhees. And Mark Voorhees. <laughs> They're all coming on to retort. The thing that uh, the thing that oh, so it, people want a photo. Yeah. Is, is yeah. How that joke ends. I, I'm not going to tell the joke. It's not even good. But then the the bit that I'm working on now that's cooking in my subconscious now is like every guy says they like big boobs. Mm-hmm. Most guys. Yeah. Right. Especially like if you look. Look at like porn trends, like what what a yeah. traditional porn star. Guys like bigger breasts. Sure. No one has a girlfriend with big boobs. It's crazy. Everybody just forfeits <laughs> their dreams. <laughs> oh my god. Everybody yeah. just gives up. 
Which of your fr- guy friends has a girlfriend I'm with trying big to boobs? Think right Is now. it none of them? It's none of them. <laughs> Mine, maybe a couple, but because they had babies. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Oh, it's a waiting game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a, in time. Is that a Susan Sarandon movie? <laughs> waiting game? It's a waiting game. I will say that's true of ass, too. Is like, I, you know, I like a nice big ass, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm always kind of like, like both. Yeah, yeah, both. You don't have to pick by the way. Downstairs. Yeah, when people ask me, you. do you like are you a boo boo or an ass? I was like, yeah. are you trying to set me up with a torso? Like, yeah. why do I have to pick? <laughs> I like them both. I want them both. <laughs> well, the the ass is just downstairs boobs. That's all it is. It's just oh, two things. Downstairs <laughs> boobs. <laughs> it's also playing Coachella. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like I like those big as well. But it's that's a Stephen that's King also horror movie. Awaiting. Downstairs boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a waiting game as well because you know. Not every woman, but most women are probably going to get bigger in the ass as they go. Yes. Yeah. And I'm here, if you're a lady listening to this right now, hallelujah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Right. You Good know what job. I mean? Of course. I'm glad that we live in this time. In the 80s, it wasn't this way. Nope. There was like, double <laughs> XL did not exist nope. in the magazine. Nope. <laughs> Big and tall stores for women were not around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they still are. But. You just had to leave the country. <laughs> You got a big ass. Yeah. You got a big ass. Guess they, I gotta go to Romania. You gotta go to the Dominican Republic. <laughs> they had like you one of those. On the plane. They had like huge seats. <laughs> it's all first class. <laughs> oh god! And they play Just heavyweights moves. on the plane. <laughs> they play uh, heavyweights on the plane. Yeah. Well done, sir. Um, I gotta do. I gotta write down chessmen because I'm looking yeah. for new material. There you go. You're, uh, you're always writing new it. material. That's your. That's your line, by the way. You know, if I do that. I'm assuming you don't mind if I say chest moves. No, are you kidding me? Please. <laughs> yeah. Anything on, that w- happens on this podcast. Big boobs. <laughs> uh, so what, what was it? It was like uh, cover up. Just if you say it on your podcast, give me credit. Compare. <laughs> or, or say that you were discussing it with uh, yeah, the with, topic uh, with us because uh, I'm a big fan of your podcast. And, and, and it is. Getting it's a, a great, shout out. It's a great, oh, sure. it's a great podcast. Year. Oh, thank you. Uh, I mean, do you know that's you're the first podcast I got into? Really? Yeah. And listen to not like that's why the first time I met you at an Allison Jones audition, uh, I was like, oh, my God. Because uh, I'd seen you around shows, but like not in the proximity to where like a conversation was, this was possible. Was in New York? No, this was out here. Oh. Allison Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then when we uh, uh, were in the terminal going to Montreal together, and uh, and this is again uh, an attribute to you, Pete Holmes. Yeah. Uh, we never like had a at Allison Jones. That. It was a very brief conversation, but then in the terminal, you just like so. Easily like engaged with me for about fifteen <laughs> minutes before you went on your uh, first class trip. Piece of shit. And uh, I'm flying middle seats both ways, Montreal this year. No middle seats both ways. No deep. Why, deep, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Because I've heard you on your podcast say how like and guess what? This is like uh, how you're like we deserve with all the shit we go through with traveling. Like, yeah, I deserve to like have the plane part or the traveling part be yeah. I know easy. I, I, I can take care of agree. myself. No, I and I do. I started doing that more because of that because I was like yeah. You know, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, it, sometimes you're just like, I can't afford to do that. But of course. Like, mm-hmm. If I can. I'm talking I'm... about miles and being loyal to a certain airline. Yes. Like, like, I fly Virgin a lot. Me and too. I have a good plan. Yep. And then you're looking at like 100, 150 bucks tops to like to upgrade. upgrade to first class. Yeah. So, I mean, like, that's, that is worth it. When you're flying from totally. six hours, you know what I mean? Yes. It's worth it. But uh, it's happening because I didn't book the travel because I, I don't mean to throw my manager under the bus, but they were supposed to book it yeah. and they waited. Oh, too and they long. waited, oh, and then it's go. all middles. Mm, it's all middles. Fantastic! I gotta hope that clerk is a fan of uh, late night canceled <laughs> deep cable. <laughs> the <Deep>. Pete Holmes <laughs> never gonna happen. Didn't you interview Dikembe Mutombo? <laughs> I have a better chance pretending to be Craig Ferguson. <laughs> 
Craig uh, Kilborn would be better. I look more like Craig Kilborn. There you go. Uh, you make that your your podcast though was oh, the first I got into, and um, because I I love uh, that you don't just talk comedy and like how you can get really like deep with some people and Sinbad who you just had on yeah who how weird right unbelievable in the, in the good way unbelievable yeah. because Sinbad's the first stand-up I ever saw my dad is the yeah. biggest Sinbad fan yeah. I sent him the link immediately he yeah. was like this is incredible <laughs> I got to open for Sinbad at the Ontario Improv <laughs> twice and brought my dad out to like see wow. him and it was like the greatest thing ever by the way he murdered yeah that night. like oh, he's a two murderer. hours of stand-up and then did another like 30 or 40 of like crowd yeah. work it, may, it, may, it makes me upset that some people hear the name Sinbad they go ah oh, well that's that old I Whatever comic you're like, I get so defensive good. when people go it's make a his joke. Name. It's uh, just cool. his name. It is. It's, it's, it's the name, name of the pants. What's it? Yeah, it's the, the pants. It's, it's the I mean, the a pants. lot of his style uh, didn't help. You know what I mean? But I remember I saw mm-hmm. Afros and Bell Bottoms yep. on comedy. I think I told him. That. Yeah, you did. I saw it on Comedy Central, and then I bought it on eBay. Yeah, that's because I was obsessed with it. And I, and I don't remember where I read that he didn't write his material down, but I couldn't get that, and it shaped my career. Toast. Danny Clever toast. Toasters. You have a toast. You have a toast coaster. A toaster. Toaster. I'm not putting that on my toast. (laughs) That is so funny. (laughs) But Sinbad is great. He was really weird, and I mean that in the good way. Mm -hmm. Like I I want the weirdness. So the show's called "You Made It Weird," and I want people to open up about their weirdness. And he did. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. I don't know why I didn't expect it. You know what I mean? Like I was like Sinbad. He's a he's a bit of a legend. Sure. Yeah. You know I think that's I mean? part of the reason he's been around so long and sustained a career. That I think yeah. that's why if you sit around that long, people uh, inevitably are going to start to like jab because almost out of like jealousy, be like, oh, you're yeah. still you're still doing well, right? Fuck, <laughs> right, right? No, it's true. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of haters. He told some really amazing stories, and then at the end, got weird about leaving his body and stuff. It was yeah. it was incredible. That was out of nowhere. I don't know. I uh, had, well, I threw had, it. I threw it out of experience. There. Voluntary, it's called astral projection is leaving your body voluntarily it's this thing that a lot Holy of like shit. monks do it and like okay. Buddhist monks and all this stuff yeah. so it's a thing I, okay. I talked to Deepak Deepak Chopra is doing the show too he does oh it as God. well so that's not a surprise uh, between Sinbad and Deepak Chopra who do you think is meditating and leaving their body right. the answer is C both <laughs> <laughs> fucking insane yeah. so like I think towards the weird part we end every podcast by talking about God and we're like what do you just what do you think Mm-hmm. Another way to put it would be like, what are we doing here? What is the meaning sure, of life? Sure. So I say to him, and he's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, like, are you in anything weird? Meditation, blah, 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 astral projection. And he's like, oh, I can do that. I was like, excuse me? What? Oh, so you brought it up as an example, <laughs> as of, an example like, of something. No one would ever say this. But I've always wanted to have someone on yeah. the show that's done it. And now I've had uh, two people, yeah, Deepak and, and back-to-back episodes, actually. Back wow. To back. Deepak's coming out Wednesday. Now, it, it, that's the sound of all our listeners Googling Astro Projection right yeah. now. No, it's worth looking into. I highly recommend, it's a great book, written in the 50s. So he says, like, I'm not trying to be offensive. Like, he calls black people Negroes and stuff. Like, it's, it's but, the fucking yeah, 50s. Wow. Yeah, it's Res- written in the 50s, so. It's, it's not sure. even, it's not in the degrading way. He's just right, like, a right, young right. Negro gentleman. Yeah. Like um, you know I, mean? I, I was watching the CNN thing the '60s the other day, and they were like uh, doing on the civil rights movement, right. and they would show the newscasters. Yeah, and I was watching in the green room of Comedy Works in Denver. My opener black, and I'm just sitting there watching it, and yeah. I kept like staring, and I'm like, dude, I'm 
so fucking yeah, sorry. I'm sorry, so man. It, it was rough. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an embarrassment. <laughs> it really I, is. I mean, what we need to be careful is what are we going to be embarrassed about next? Because I didn't know the term tranny wasn't okay. I found that out. I just got recently. an email about that. I did uh, uh, my only... By the way, sorry for even saying it. That was yeah. just the example. I get, I'll like, read you the email that I got, actually. I um, uh, I did Craig Ferguson about two months ago. It was my first late night set. And I did... I, I had to change tranny to transvestite. Oh, they, I could still say it on the air, right? So mm-hmm. I do the joke, and then here's the uh, email I got. Um, what is, it's your it's your wallpaper. I'm like, let it go, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 he just has a hate mail. <laughs> he has it posted in his room. I just searched Ferguson on my email to find it, and that didn't come up. Now I just searched tranny, and I think I found it <laughs> in my email. Okay. Keep talking. I but, look but the, I, what my point is, is, we need to keep an eye out for the thing. Yeah. What, what is making us mad you, men? You don't you know want, I mean? like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to be like these guys were when I'm watching seen in the '60s. You don't want to be the person caught on tape, right? On a newsreel, yep. Fifty years in the future, yep. Go like being that guy going, oh my god. And the problem is, is it's almost inevitable. There's some things that we're doing. Certainly, I think with women, I think is going to be a thing. Sure. Just the way that that we were like, I've been called out on the word bitch before. And the funny mm-hmm. thing is, is I agree. Like I'm like, yeah, but I don't have hate in my heart. Like I'm almost. It's always... coming from a genuine. Like you're not coming from a place. Like right. you genuinely think they're bitches. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yikes. But I mean, like funny. you you could police a lot of things, and and with good reason. Uh, that word, the T word, is something that mm-hmm. I've stopped saying. But it was because I, I didn't know. Yeah. I literally thought it was just shorter, shorter yeah. to say for transvestites. So are you sensitive to things like that? Like you will if you hear that it's like a nuts. little bit, especially a group like that that is you know all, getting having a hard time. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's it's not it, funny yeah, to be it, like. It, it's not like you have the, the rich white guy on the hill going, "We like being exactly. called Caucasian." That's like, right. Shut up. That's right. That's what it's not. It's not the plight of the cracker. You know what I mean? We're we're talking about a group that that which, by the way, is a new play sponsored by the Ritz Company. Right. Fly to the crack. It, for for my transgendered friends and uh, out there, if you're looking at the gay community and, and envying the rights that they have, I mean, mm-hmm. like, and in a world that still, I just watched a documentary where the guy said to his son, the son made a joke where he was like, "I'm gay." And he was like, I'm just kidding, Dad. It's something else. Like, he, one of those jokes. Uh-huh. He was like, I would punch you right in the face. Like, really? And, and in 2014. What so I was like, fuck? so if you're a group looking at the, the homosexual group saying, like, I wish I had what they had when they still need so much more. Yeah, no you kidding, gotta, right? You got to be rooting for that first group yeah. even harder. No so shit. I, I'm worried about that. You got the email? Uh, I can't find it. Uh, All sorry. right. But Somebody it, but, was mad that you it was, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a very just deliberate and uh, uh, just like I saw your performance tonight and like you just shouldn't be saying that. And like mm-hmm. you're a comedian. I get that you have free reign to say what you feel, but there's other stuff you can joke about and don't don't. It wasn't even like trying to be like, hey, maybe think about what you're saying. It was just like, don't say that anymore. You yeah. can't say that. You yeah. shouldn't be saying that. So I didn't respond too well to that. I didn't respond at all. Um, yeah. Well, because it, it's, it's hard as a comic because one of the reasons why we're in this business is because, and, and I'm maybe speaking for you guys, but uh, it's the freedom that we don't have a producer, writer. It's, the, it, it's just us well, and, that's the and, feeling and the microphone. Going from the TV show to back to stand-up, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't so much that I could say, like, scandalous things. Uh, you know, it doesn't even sound like, I don't know what you said, but I don't it think was, you were trying it, to It was just about a joke about, you know, um, seeing how someone is tricky to meet a really uh, uh, women out here because sometimes you'd be driving and you're 
your car, you look out the window, you see a really hot girl, you're like, oh man, she's hot. Then upon further inspection, you realize, oh man, she's a man. And then they're going through this emotional roller coaster of not recognizing that it was a man and going from like, oh yeah, to oh God, to well, you know, maybe, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. really because it was like, I couldn't totally tell. And, uh, and that was genuine. By the way, that was a real thing that happened. Yeah. So I know it's a joke, but like, I literally did see in my first two weeks of living here, yeah. uh, seeing like a train that was walking down near the donut shop. They're always hanging outside uh, transvestite, sorry, transgender, outside of donut shops. Wait, we can't say transvestite? I don't transgender? know. I couldn't say transvestite. Uh, no, I had to say transvestite on the show. That's what I, I could thought say. I thought transvestite and transgender Tranny, was the same. Say. I know yeah. Tranny's out. Someone uh, write us an email. <laughs> <laughs> Can the official spokesperson... I mean, someone did. Someone wrote yeah. a Tumblr post where they were like, I hate people. And the, and the vitriol in it, you know it's not just about you. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that email isn't just about no. you. Yeah. It's never just about you. Nope. Everybody's the star of their own movie. And I'm not saying everybody's self-obsessed. I'm just saying this person's going through this thing, and then you have a, a place to pour it. It is tricky. I mean, people have had this conversation on podcasts many times. I've had it on my show. When uh, Kumail and I, I think we told a rape joke. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. my rape joke was something about, like, I like the idea that there's a gray area rape, meaning you're not sure if it was rape, and we call it a grape. <laughs> now, that's oh. a, ter- it's a terrible joke. Here's the thing, though. But it's so goofy, it's though. So, it was, it's I, so goofy. I thought it was goofy. Yeah. And you have to understand, I didn't just do it as material. It kind of right. like came up through yes. riffing with Kumail. You sure. also enjoy and are good at wordplay. And I think that's right. you have it, to... It was more of just, like, yes. crunching the words. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and, and uh, every comedian knows this. That when you do bring up something that's a little bit... You know, faux pas or whatever. Yeah. You couldn't say at work. You know what I mean? Obviously, is yeah. a little bit electric and a little bit, can be a little bit fun. Mm-hmm. It can be a little bit something uh, that we like doing. But then I got an email that w- from somebody that had been uh, raped, and it was like one of the hardest things I've oh, ever read oh, in my yeah. life. Yeah. And Kumail, we both got it, and we were just like, "What do we do?" Whenever, whenever somebody says a rape joke now, uh, in my circle, like my mm-hmm. close friends, they get off stage and like, let's say it was me. It wouldn't be me. Like, I don't really do that. But like, say it's me. I did. It, I got off stage. Show Kumail, me email. Kumail. No, oh, not the email. Okay. <laughs> that would be really hardcore. But yeah. what, this Oof. is the quick way to do it is you go one out of three. You say one out of three. Oh, wow, man. And that, I mean... Or do it in Ed McMahon voice and go, two and two quarter stars. <laughs> uh, just, but one out of three meaning one out of three women yeah. has been raped. Oh, yeah. God. I, yeah. I thought you were rating the rape. No, joke. no, no, okay. no. <laughs> um, that, I, I believe that's the statistic. No, that's... I'm not sure. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's, hey, well, okay, so, so something like that, like, for, so for, in my case, would you like then just take that joke out of your act? You know what's weird is, is I don't... It's not up to me. I mean, here's the thing. We can't go through life... T.J. Miller said on my podcast once, he's like, if nobody uh, hates it, it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and there's something to be said for um, speaking your truth, especially because your joke is true and because it's yes. about your experience being like... And you know what makes that joke work for me is the vulnerability of the... Because, uh, you, you know, you're like a, like a good-looking, muscly guy. Thanks, man. And then, <laughs> a lot of push-ups. I'm and then, somebody um, yeah. at this table noticed. But you could... Listen, hey, I'm sorry. I got you the shake weight. You didn't touch it. I didn't know what you... I, but, you know... That's because he's been busy with the Danny Glover pull-up bar. <laughs> Buy two now, get a free Danny Glover yo-yo. It's yo Fantastic. That's the only way to go with that. All right. Back to Pete. I just think you looking like someone who could be like a bully, you know, okay, like yeah, cast sure. as a bully. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being like he has been, susceptible yeah. to like, ah, oh, maybe. Yes. Yes. That's that's what makes it uh and that's what makes it three dimensional to me. And one of my buddies once like called Joe DeRosa me. has a whole bit about fucking wanting to have sex with a transgendered 
Meaning it was, it was born a man yeah. and is now a woman, yeah. mm-hmm. but still has some of the parts. And he's like, I would totally do it. And it's really funny. Yeah. And Joe's another one of those guys that should be like out there being like, yeah, I don't like all these people out there that are different from me. <laughs> and when to see him do it it's that spot way. Spot on Joe DeRosa, by the way. Uh, that's, that, here's my DeRosa for real. He goes, okay. it was fine. <laughs> that's, that's DeRosa. <laughs> Joe, how was uh, the new Transformers? It was fine. (laughs) You know what's him for everything? This is crazy, by the way. I've had one interaction with him, and it was in New York when I was leaving a comedy club, and he was going to it. It was a little actually uh, comedy room. Did you say how was it? It was really hot, and he asked. uh, Yeah, I did. I said how was wherever he was coming from, and I swear to God to you, he went. Okay, it was some yeah, sort of variation. I of- promise you, he said it was fine. That's amazing. <laughs> he had to stop saying it because once you focus in on an impression, right. everyone in the office and then, would do it. Yeah. Yeah. And if he would say, oh, he it wrote was on the show, fine. he wrote on the awesome. show. Joe was great. I can't. How great was that to be able to pick? Because uh, 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 tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, all your friends worked on it. We yeah. had a lot of my friends on it. It was it was a staff of like six or so, like six proper writers. Is so that about small. how it is in a writers' room? I mean, I think Conan has like thirty, but okay. they're doing a different show. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and they're, and they're doing nightly topical. Nightly topical. I mean, yeah, you hear the stories about faxes coming in all day of people that aren't even in the room just right. writing monologue jokes. Yeah, that, all, that's, that's a different thing. So yeah. I really needed people that could write stand-up. So yeah. Jamie Lee and yep. Joe DeRosa were my go-tos uh, because I've known them for, for... And they know your voice. Like a decade, and they can write for my... That's a new thing, like, so too, by the way, voice. having people writing for... Like, has it happened for you before? No. It's and always it, been the Pete Holmes show. It, it, was, it was, yeah. <laughs> and it was In always... Life, yeah. It was great. It was honestly great. It's actually really tricky to go back to... Uh, if you if it's going to get done, you have to do it. Sort of mentality. So now going, yeah, right. now going back to stand up, you're like, oh, I gotta do. Yeah. That. I mean, you I probably seamlessly go back into it. You do, but here's you know what I miss: cue cards. Oh shit! <laughs> I do miss the cue card. Like, if you want to do a new bit and just having yeah. it outlined in front of you, right, in the audience, so it doesn't look like you're looking at your notes. You did a good yeah. job, by the way. Of You'll get used to that. The not staring right down the pipe. Oh, thank yeah. you. I was proud of myself for that. You should be. Right. That is not an easy skill set. And yeah. like, guess oh. what? If you are just found in his first few, he's gotten better at it. But like the first few, he was just like so looking down the barrel, and it yeah. was like, it's noticeable. That, I mean, the name of the game for me and the thing that I'm proudest of was that our first episode and our 50th episode, like, it was a similar level of comfort. And that was something that, again, I, like, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging, but, like, I think you need to allow yourself to love things. If you're like, I did good at yes. that. I was, sure. Nobody tells you... Don't look down the barrel. Nobody tells you it's okay to move around the space. Yeah, they assume that you got the show. You should kind of know just, what's up. And where did you come from? You were just doing stand-up. Oh you know, right. And then yeah. you just popped onto a TV show. Well, because you yeah. think there's a meeting where they're going to be like, here's what you do with Yeah, because it's a skill set. I mean, it, it, it's not like there's a book, like, how to host a talk show. Because right. it, there, there's... Well, there is, and it's on my website, <laughs> DannyGlover.com. <laughs> Danny Glover, late night TV. <laughs> By the way, if you are buying Danny Glover's uh, talk show, Show book. Make, make sure you go to aboutlastnightpodcast.com and click through the Amazon banner so we can get a portion of that. Shameless. Oh. Sorry, shameless plug. Uh, I want money. <laughs> uh, did you enjoy having all that creative freedom, though? Yeah, it was great. You know what's funny? I'm, I'm glad you asked that. Because your bits and like the way you would interview, like when you interviewed Chris D'Elia and the Crafties guys, yeah. and then, like and then the, all the Street Fighter stuff. Yeah, like oh, interviewing inter- inter- all so the business. Funny. By Thank the way, uh, it's on uh, Pete Holmes. You know what I'm going to change? My t- yeah, Twitter, PeteHolmes.com. But to see all the Street Fighter, it's you as a um, uh, like a me- uh, HR guy, HR guy yeah, right? yeah, interviewing yeah. these guys to be. Yeah. and you're all the Street Fighter characters, and it's incredible. Especially if you love, even if you don't love Street Fighter, you know of it. Yeah, and so go to You'll see these characters as real people. Joel, By the McHale, way, Joel McHale is Guile. Yeah. 
loved he was it. Great. By the way, you as that guy, uh, I don't know how much acting you want to do in like movies and stuff, yeah. but I like got very uh, <laughs> interested in seeing a like dark comedy like as you as that guy. <laughs> like like um, so, uh, Goyle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just, it, there was very something that was very like a lot was going on with you. Yeah. You know? yeah. And well, like I wanted to see oh, you go nice. home from work and like you're <laughs> right. I swear to God. You want, you want the backstory. Like the same way that uh, makes me happy. Uh, Louis C.K. was in Woody Allen's yeah, movie yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blue Jasmine. Yeah. And, and and he played kind of like a, a shady version of that guy, right? Like we wanted, we want, we, we wanted to see more. And yeah. You, oh, that's so nice. You could play that part, Pete Hall. Yeah. No. You're, you're good. You're you're very you're very subtle, and you're very, you're also I don't know how much acting you've done, but like a lot of you can. There's a lot going on without doing a lot. You know. I really appreciate that. Yeah, Sincerely, man. I'm going to keep that compliment for rainy day. Seriously, I don't know how to say like I love that compliment. Well, y- you should definitely do do that movie. The thing <laughs> the thing that I thought was funny was that people occasionally will email me and be like. Uh, sorry, uh, you got the network down your throat, and that's why I got canceled because they mm-hmm. wouldn't let you do what you wanted. And I was like, I can't be like, no, they let us do what we wanted. Mm-hmm. You just didn't like the show, <laughs> like, like, because we got to do that. Only happened twice, and it was always right. other comedians just assuming TBS let us do whatever, which was that's crazy. great. So you have to know show. that you went out doing like yeah. That's what it is. That's got to be a great, and you like you can't forget that. But after the whole process, this is what I want to change. I realize that uh, if you go to like the Pete Holmes Facebook page, it okay. still says Pete Holmes Show on mm-hmm. Midnight After Conan, and I want to change that Chiron to on the internet. Period. Forever. <laughs> Isn't that there great? There you go. On but the it internet, is forever, yes, dude. <laughs> you have you have something the same way that kids can go back and rediscover shows that we grew up with, or right. that, or that we can do, like we can go back and watch like the Dobie Gillis show or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. By I'm way, currently watching uh, Three's Company. <laughs> dr- drink really, five. Love it. Yeah, drink five. That's you the first for, damn Dobie um, Gillis rep- Ritter's rep- show, didn't you? No. Wait, oh. what's, what's his, my teenage daughter? Wasn't that Ritter's show? No, Eight Rules Dating oh, eight rules. was his. Okay. Eight Simple Rules. Jeez, way to bring it down. Sorry, Adam, right? man. No, no, no. I, sw- I, I saw you Ritter. and I thought that was Ritter. John no, no, no. Ritter, rest in peace with the left eye. <laughs> do, you, do you have a few more minutes or do you need to get out I'm here? just writing down okay, cool. uh, that idea. Front butts? <laughs> I already the movie? wrote down chest moons. The movie? <laughs> Not the movie, I'm okay. sorry. Well, if I write it, you're going to be in it. <laughs> and I'm 90% serious. Uh, I, well, the thing is, is you got to write uh, a character that you know you can play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those, That's true. If you watch, I don't, I, it'd be hard to find now because that, those <laughs> exist. I did a cartoon called... Uh, Ugly Americans? No, I mean, I made it. It was called um, Street Fighter Bureaucracy Vega. Okay, you and really it, like Street Fighter. <laughs> I know, but it, it, that's what we made the series based on. A lot oh, of wow. stuff. Oh, okay. Stuff, Wolverine gets fired was a sketch I wrote ten years ago. Oh my god, it's uh, also my they, life. Uh, <laughs> I played Wolverine mean? at Universal Studios. Oh, Hollywood, that's right. I forgot and I got about that. Uh, fired. And, and he got fired. What? For he, what? He stabbed a kid. I stabbed a kid <laughs> with a fake. <laughs> and I, no, I was I was pitching my Danny Glover cream cheese too much in the park as Wolverine. Yeah. No, I got you, it's a point system. So like the more like you get sick calls or you uh, like I saw uh, Bobby Lee started taking me on well, the road. Wolverine doesn't get sick. <laughs> Hit it. So, uh, <laughs> not only did I make a joke you probably have heard before, I made you high five me. Perfect. <laughs> but thank you for doing it. Well, I started getting Bobby Lee started taking me on the road with him, and I was like uh, having to call in and, and miss weekends of work. And they were like, "Do you want to be?" here because you're missing a lot and your points are going to I was like I do want to be here I don't want to be here all the time because I'm trying to do that and this is supplementing that 
Uh, and they're like, this doesn't seem like you would really want to be uh, be Wolverine. I was like, well, not for the rest of my life. I mean, let's go ahead and look at Brian over here. He's been Captain America for 16 years. He Is that got, true? Yes. Oh, my God. There's a guy. And who, you, the he's guy. standing there with his shield. No shield can protect me from this hurt. <laughs> okay, Brian, you drive a Jetta. Moving on to Steve, who shows up to work when he's not working in a Spider-Man shirt. Steve, we know you're Spider-Man. When I asked you if you went to the, go to the movies last week and you said, uh, depends on when the Avenger meeting ends, I turned away so quick and walked in the other direction. Oh, my oh, shit. They would come become there's, the characters. There's the behind-the-scenes stuff of the people who work there is incredible. I want um, that documentary. It's, yeah, so no I'm trying to make right? it an animated show. Um, oh, wow. Even but, better. Yeah, but the documentary is would be much more appealing. Or dark. <laughs> or sad. <laughs> it will be dark and sad. Yeah, okay, good. Uh, okay, so the cartoon, though. Wolverine is fired. Oh, uh, Wolverine. That, the point was is yeah. like so much of the stuff that we, the, the job is the job. Like people mm-hmm. were like, "We're sorry you lost your job," and I'm like, "I didn't lose my job. I'm a comedian. That's what we do. We're absorbing right. and creating constantly." Yeah. And going back to the freedom of it, it's like that's just that's just what I do. It's all you're always not working, but also you're always working yep, depending right. on how you look at it. You forget how much stand up. Like that's just. I mean, the fact that you were able to jump right back into that and probably fill up your calendar. Yeah. How awesome is that? That's an and amazing guess what? thing. Probably how many more people are going to want to come out exactly. from the show hear mm-hmm. you talk about that yeah n- Cobbs I mean, sold way better than it did the other times awesome. it. yeah it's exactly right and there's you probably you're back. a different I, I don't know a completely comic but like yeah. you just went through that whole experience where I don't know how much stamp you were doing during the taping I tried to do it a couple times a week yeah. but like it was hard yeah because you're consumed towards the end I just stopped because we really we ramped up to nine episodes a week oh my oh, god so I just Jeez. stopped <laughs> I was like yeah, nope. Nighttime is cheers and one glass of wine. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you're creating so much content during the day that at night you're just like, you just you're shut your brain you're off for a second. Like, what's yeah, Kirstie yeah, yeah. Alley getting into tonight uh, as far as punchlines? <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, because also at the, you don't want to have to be, you're being funny all day. Right. Being funny then at night, like, right? Is that a part of it? That's absolutely it. Yeah. And, and then honestly, it was because it was so social. I just wanted so- to do something that was a little bit more isolated. Yeah. And, and that's where you do get like your Johnny Carsons and stuff and like being real weirdos and not, mm-hmm. uh, I love Johnny Carson, but let's face it, he was a little bit weird. Yeah. yeah. If, if you see, if you like, what, I think there was something on uh, TV Guy channel or something on him recently. Yeah. Like the biography, like you saw. Yeah. He was a little bit weird, but when you're stuck in an office all day trying to think. And it's you're, you're never done. Thing. You're, you're never done. You're never done, and you're the thing that everything kind of has to go through. Right. So I liked it because it was kind of like college and like living in a dorm. Like everybody's mm-hmm. there, and it's just very yeah. Friend, it, friends hanging out. Friends hanging out, and it was very fun. And then you do the show, and the audience comes to you. I mean, that really is that the helps. dream. You're like, oh, the audience gets shipped in, and they're the ones that waited four hours. You didn't have to drive four hours to get to the <laughs> show. You know what I mean? So it was it was really really great. But uh, I don't know where I was going with that. How many of your? How <laughs> oh, but, your... but at night I just wanted to. I wanted to go to bed. I went to bed at like nine thirty. That's incredible. Had you ever done that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine doing that. Oh, uh, but I, I. Yeah. When I was seven, I did three sets that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, of new material, and mm-hmm. then the interviews, and then the, we got to watch the sketches and interacted with the crowd. I did my own warm up a little bit. You know what I mean? Would have a great warm up, but then I would come out and do more warm up. So I got that itch scratched. We all just want. Yeah. We just want to create. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's now, what we want to do. Is, is, is it strange Doesn't doing it is. Co- uh, coming from the stand-up world, and then like let's say when you do a monologue, like when you're a comic, you can go up every night and ooh that line didn't work, but I could tweak it and I could make it better and I could do it the next night or if a, right. or if a late show. When you do it in the late night talk show game, you did it. It's done. Yeah, you got to throw it all away and start over again. It was that was a, that weird? It made it a little bit more addictive. Actually, stand-up oh, okay. by comparison started to seem like a, a milder drug. Not anymore. <laughs> now I'm back in it and like you realize you're hardlining stand-up now is what you're now saying now i'm hardlining stand-up and it really is in my blood and it's really doing it for me i love yeah. it so much 
much. But when you're doing it on the show and if something doesn't work, mm-hmm. it really had a high wire feel. You'd be out there. It's filmed. You know right. what I mean? At the same time, you're exposed and you're also very protected. You can edit it. I mean, like I could be like edit that out sure. or keep that in. Sure. Most of the time, if there was an error, I was the one that was like, you have to keep that in. Because yeah. those were my favorite moments. That, and, and I mean, uh, they always say that about, to bring it back to Johnny Carson, they, they always say that about That's him. That's all you remember. Is that he made bad jokes great. He was just on the by, show for 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> he would give yes. one look like to the yeah. audience or one little pause or but something. But that's the thing. It's, nobody's going to remember your material, really. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you might, even when people are like, Carlin, seven words, you can't, do you, can you say this? What no. are the words? Yeah. You know what cock, 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 tits. Is it your ringtone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brad saying it, too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's me. It's me. But the thing but is, yeah, like, you're right, you're people right, you're remember, right. it goes back to that likability thing. It's like, what, it, what, what, for lack of a better term, what color are you? Like, if you're a painting, like, what paint, what colors are we using? Are you red? Mm-hmm. Are you yellow, blue? Is it green? What is the overall feel and impression that you're leaving? Carson was that feeling. That's yeah. what made him a host. It didn't matter what the joke was. Right. So we were really trying to make it be like, I say it to audiences when I do stand-up, and I would say it when we were doing the tapings, is I, I'd go, I'm not here to live and die by the material. That's a sucker's game. I would say wow. that to them. <laughs> if yeah. they didn't laugh, I was like, fuck that shit. We're not going to have a bad time. Why? Because our jokes are no good? Yeah. Who cares? Life is ending while, <laughs> while it's happening. Wow. It's, all fa- it's very philosophical. Yeah. My, my warm-up was really... New agey, and so like, so like, creepy. so like, we're, like, we're people <laughs> like, was it? no, crying. me, the, oh, stuff, the stuff I would say. Yeah, I would tell them to be present. I still say this to audiences. Yeah. I go, you've never done anything in your life. You've never been to a comedy show before in your life. Everything is a memory. All that exists is right now, and it helps. It literally helps. It, it helps them focus on just that. If they're, if, yeah. if they're listening, or if right. they understand, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But like. A, a, a present audience is a good audience. Yep, absolutely. A bad audience is comparing you to another comic. Oh, I had some people, you know, obviously not really enjoy a show I did recently. And I was like, yeah, you're comparing me to other things. But if you're mm-hmm. only seeing what's happening, you're going to you have a I mean? great time. You're going to have a great time. And you're yeah. going to open your mind up to shit that That's you right. didn't like. You're going to hear somebody talk about things that you've probably thought about. Yeah. And now they're like doing the homework for you as far as being like, well, here's a, here's a, That's a, right. a perspective you could have on it. You're like, right. It's actually a perspective I do have. I just, uh, because of outside influences yep. and who I'm dating and whatever, I don't actually access those influences. And the fact that you're thinking that you could be watching Orange is the New Black in your pajamas. We're competing with so many things. Right. But if you can remind people... Stand-up the- could be helping on so many different levels if people really, like... I mean, not to really like, get crazy about it, but like what you're saying about being present with yeah. it and, and really like allowing yourself to just take in everything what someone's saying. Yeah. And almost like in an acting class where it's like, yeah, you can get taught certain things, pick and choose what you want to apply for your own path, but at least... like. But take it all in and it's present a- good acting is presence yep. you know is, is reacting yep. is what they say but I think another way to say that is it's just pre- it being present but that's that's what I think there is something kind of for lack of a better term spiritual happening in a stand-up show is it's not the performer assuming control over the audience it's the audience and the performer performer merging into one thing that we call Absolutely. a show yes. and that's what makes a heckler so offensive it's, it's somebody's right. ego saying no I'm Phil no yeah. you're not Phil we're the show Shut the fuck up, Phil. You're in the way. You're disrupting a prayer, basically. By the right way, now. Phil Donahue. It's a prayer uh, about. We still want you on this show. So. Shots have been fired. But. It's a prayer about. I love my boners, yeah. but like, yeah, it exactly. It doesn't have to be like deep shit. It's a beautiful thing. Why do people go to live stand up when you could watch it on TV? Yeah. What a brilliant analogy of a heckler because it, no, it <laughs> truly is because you're having this moment with the audience they're having the moment with you you're giving you're taking yep. all that's happening then one one guy, one guy goes he just puts his finger in the bubble and not pops me it. yeah pops no. the bubble but it's it is a little bit invasive like you have to let go 
of your ego. Like I look at audiences with a lot of affection because they're allowing themselves to melt into something, into yeah. one thing that we call an audience. Yeah. And a good performer should, should not assert his ego, and he should allow him to merge with that audience. Sure. Some performers aren't good at that, and they just mm-hmm. recite their material, and they're not present. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But when it is that perfect soup, you can get some really good stuff out of that. What uh, I have been Sinbad. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much respect that you even did a show, because like I don't know how involved you are on every level of the creative process, but the fact that you had to go from... Uh, it's a different side of your brain to do the monologue and then do the interview. Yeah. And then uh, sketches, setting and... up everything, and then to do you say three a day sometimes? Yeah, it was three a day. And then so to get re-energized as if you're doing like you know uh, uh, three shows in a night at a comedy right. club for that new yeah. show. To be like I'm doing a whole new show yeah. with new material, and these people didn't see what happened. Before. Like they're blank same slides. Audience, same oh, audience. oh, say, oh, same audience. And then yeah, to yeah, oversee yeah. everything, wow. like you were saying. I mean, I'm sure you... which it meant if they were bad, you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh wow, <laughs> two more shows with these guys. Very, right. very rarely they yeah. were almost always. You great. seem like you care so much that you would be involved in like uh you would want to see the the final take of every i did to a certain point or but then now you just also want to trust right and kind of just go i did yeah let the, the show... longer you did the better we got the hardest thing was to really trust the writers i actually mm-hmm. I've, I've met with most of them and i was like look i know we all had fun it wasn't like we had to patch things over but i was like i just want you to know that i didn't do the best at letting you guys just write for me everything would be something that i would take and then rewrite i've been told that that's what a lot of these guys are like the people that we look up it to. is mm-hmm. the pete holmes show not i know the writers yeah. of pete holmes i know show. well you have a good excuse right but that doesn't make the most fulfilling experience for the writer for, if everything yeah. you write gets rewritten yeah. sure so i tried to be conscious of that the things that i the editors uh, oren brimmer who edits uh, helped edit i mean we had three amazing editors and then Oren Brimmer would like oversee that sort of process. He directs all the sketches we did. He would co-write them with me and, and the rest of everybody. So he, I, I was able to see some of the sketches for the first time on right. the floor, which was really fun because I would laugh at them. Like I tried to keep myself apart from that. And I tried to keep myself apart from a pre-interview or anything because like you need that authenticity the organic hey it's why we have you just sit down and start right. talking that's exactly right i don't yeah. understand why we're not capturing when a stand-up walks out on stage you capture him walking out into the first things he says you know what right I mean? because we understand that that's the beginning of the experience exactly when you do podcasts or tv there's so much like the pre-hello and now yeah. we're gonna talk and i, I try and to keep that to him yeah before. then in in commercials we're gonna have another conversation yeah you know, it, it, it's 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 too much I like, think let's keep it organic it's really interesting that you say that i think mm-hmm. what we're dealing with in 2014 is less of the couch talk and more of the commercial talk what were you saying during the commercial <laughs> that's what people are hungry for they are like they want to hear Sinbad yeah. be like i can leave my body not i have a new special coming out right <laughs> like and, and you're right <laughs> and how excited do you get it whether it be a talk show or a radio show if they come back and the host is laughing hysterically going, oh, my God, horseshit. please say what you just said in the break or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, that would be so great. But it's horseshit if you're just left out of that moment, which, yeah. which you often are. Right. And it sucks because they, they were themselves. They, right. they were the Sinbad that talks about all that shit and not right. like, like, like say just like, hey, a jingle on the way two is coming out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't joke about that uh, right now. Uh, don't toy don't with Don't you joke about that. Uh, yeah. Turbo man. Turbo man. Turbo man. Turbo yeah. man. Have you not seen Jingle All the Way? No. It is a all-time holiday classic. I, I hate that that's going to be the one movie I push on you because <laughs> Jingle if we really got into film, there's probably other films you and I both haven't seen that we would yeah. like to push on each other, but... <laughs> But I want to push Jingle All the Way on No you. way. It's Arnold's... He, jingle he, All the No Way. <laughs> <laughs> said Ebert and Rover. Uh, <laughs> Citizen Kane, go fuck yourself. Uh, Let me tell you about Jingle no, no, All the Way. Here's yeah. the premise, and just tell me if you want to see it based on that. Okay. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> he just bought a ticket. Oh my God. I genuinely just exploded with laughter because your timing. I was so because you saw how excited you I was to it. give that you entire synopsis. You were into it. And you were like, you know what? The only way I can interrupt him and still make him happy is to tell him I want to see it. <laughs> no, tell me. Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. His yeah. son. There's a toy called Tur- – it's the new hot toy of the year. It's Turbo like the Man. Tickle Me Elmo, yep. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, there, But it's, it's a hot uh, item. So it's, everyone's rushing to the stores, uh, and Schwarzenegger and Sinbad <laughs> are both going there to get it for their kid. And, and, they're, uh, and they're both sort of, this is Christmas Eve, they, ha- they have to find this toy oh, on, last minute on, dads. On, on, on Christmas Eve. Last yeah. Minute Dads, yeah. Do you say Last Minute Dance or Last Two, Minute Dads? Last Minute Dads. Last Minute Dads. Yeah. That's a sitcom. That has to be a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last Minute Dads. <laughs> starring, <laughs> starring Paul Reiser. From the producers. Empty Nest. Comes Last Minute Dads. Paul Reiser. So they basically just go on a journey to get that toy. And I think go, you know, going all over the city. Wait, they go together? No. They end up, comp- they end up like always running into each other. Oh, to fight over the toy. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of those. A lot of, I'll have you first. And somebody's like, you don't have shit. You know, and, then, uh, uh, and then, no, I love my son more. That's why I had to get him Turbo Man. Man, I got to get this motherfucker. You know, man, you something. are Turbo Man. Let it go. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because, spoiler alert, that kind of happens in the yeah, end. Yeah, well, really? geez, yeah. Well, no. oh, I wow. mean, you know, that, that makes sense. The more yeah. I'm talking about it out loud, the more I'm realizing. Wait, there's the other end- movies I could tell you to is watch. Is the ending he dresses up like Turbo Man? Oh, he, my God. Arnold yes. Schwarzenegger doesn't get the doll dressed up like Turbo Man. And in, then in, in the parade, them. though. And, uh, and so the kids at the parade, and then it's like he reveals that it's Schwarzenegger. Uh, and he's like, Dominic is me, or whatever his kid's name is. Something with a D. Dana. <laughs> Dana. That's true lies. Yeah. Dana. <laughs> Danny Manigan. And now, the last action hero. Three Arnold Schwarzeneggers talking simultaneously about, about their favorite kind of tea. I really enjoy But if it's like chamomile, the chamomile tea just gives me so much. I'm coming so hard. That was orgasmic. I think I just said chamomile nine times in a row because I wanted to listen to what you guys were saying. I was just saying oolong. What about that? I think I just said Earl Grey. There you go. I think I think we should end on three Schwarzeneggers talking about their favorite kind of tea. You have to, Pete. You're you're. Super easy. You, Close, you have strong. To come, you have to come back at some point because there's a lot more back. I want to talk to you about. I'm flattered that you were so informed. We had, an out, yes. we had an outline. We maybe asked we had a one thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that means it was okay. Exactly. I, I do it's radio great. and people are like, so you have the E-Trade, baby. And I'm like, oh, come on, please. Yeah, yeah and you know what? That's the one. And that's there's also things I know, and I try to like also listen to your podcast, but just other, if we're going to have somebody on who's done other podcasts, <clears throat> uh, I try to listen to some other uh, yeah. stuff. That's like great. We, my buddy's uh, 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 nephew of Lisa Kudrow, so we had her on. And so I try to listen to this other interviews that were podcast oriented so I could be like I don't want to repeat stories because yeah. even though our listeners would probably love to hear some great friend story I was right. like it's not going to be fresh for her yeah. Yeah, to want to retell it that, so, hey so are you all I, actually friends uh, <laughs> so the E-Trade Baby stuff I, we, we could have yeah, yeah, but, I mean, like, but, but you would have talked, talked about, about it differently so, yeah, yeah, I, the problem right. is when I do radio and I, we talk about E-Trade I, I actually for Cobbs I was like don't come if you want to see the E-Trade Baby because that's <laughs> always a bad audience Yeah, and there are people who back in the day you know it was Obviously, my biggest credit, and would say, E Trade Baby Pete Holmes, like in some mall club. And I'm like, this Oof. is a nightmare. Yeah. It's going to be my mom would want to see that right. show. And but then I'm had, up there. But at the point, you had like Best Week Ever and Comic Central stuff. Yeah, they right? could have done that, but they went with E Trade Baby. And mm. then. Well, that shows you the popularity of that commercial, but also like not doing you a, a service by. 
or them a service by putting yeah, that yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be happy. You'll sell more tickets, and then they're going to be like, why is he talking? I'm not even that dirty, but I, what do you think the trade baby's going to do? <laughs> right. stand-up. Like, what is he going to do? <laughs> yeah, his, his, his stand-up's going to be like, man, I like to diversify her portfolio. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And I'm a baby. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Did people actually like say to you after some of those shows, being like... I didn't do any uh, baby material. I get that sometimes. And then sometimes I'll yell out E-Trade Baby, and then I'll, I'll do it. I'll go, frowned upon in this establishment, right? And then they'll, <laughs> they'll go, that's not you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> they'll say that's, that's not, not you, you to I, you. I often will get that's not you. And I'm like, There's, that is such a genius move to pretend to be the E-Trade Baby. That would be the <laughs> biggest baller Who would move. have the balls to do that? Like, I mean, go with God. I will yeah. never... If I heard a man say to a woman at a bar, you know, I'm the E-Trade baby, I would never be like, actually, I'm... Tap I'd, mother be like, sure. I'd be like, ah, you might. That's uh, one instance. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe if it was me. Yeah. But if you hear another man do that, <laughs> let him go. We you got know what? In, th- in that case, I'm going to try to pick up women saying that I am the Geico Gecko. Why not? Why not? They're going to make you do the voice, though. Can you do it? Absolutely. Wait, is it uh, is yeah, that, is, pretty is, close? Is, yeah, is, is it's, that like, one? it's like Australian, right? Yeah, it's like ah, it's some weird. Hat so many between. people. So many people. I can't. So many people. Hey, hey. Uh, with the Geico app. Oh, there it is. There it is. Locked on to it. So that's, that's all. It. So that's all I gotta say. With the Geico app. <laughs> that's good. Or you can do what I do, which go. It's too loud in here, which it always is. Oh, that. It's, too, it's just me lowering my voice, and you won't be able to hear me. Uh, and they're like, ah, oh. because it's, it's this. <laughs> so I'm looking at my apps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you do that at a party, and everyone's like, what? <laughs> and it fucking sucks. Do you do a lot of voiceover? I, a, good, just, a, yeah. de- a decent amount. Um, I would say not as much as I like, because I really enjoy doing it. I love voiceover booths. Yes, me too. The wood panel. Uh, it's the coolest thing ever. Tea your, and your, the snacks. Your, your voice will never sound better. Yeah, you're <laughs> in this amazing microphone with amazing earphones. Right. And the subtlety of doing it. it, it doing E-Trade was so fun because it was all about subtlety. Yep. But you can't do that. Even in a, people will be like, do Batman at the stand-up, and I have to move the mic away and go, Harvey Dent. Because it doesn't sound... Wait, wait. Harvey Dent. It sounds Whoa. good on this mic. You know what I mean? But like when I do it uh, at stand-up, it doesn't sound right in that kind of microphone. You need a voiceover. That's uh, Batman for the college humor videos. Yeah, ba- okay. bad man. Ba- yeah. Bad man. <laughs> yeah, Can we do a quick uh, Michael Caine talking to, talking to uh, Batman? <laughs> yeah. But it's about going to see one Black Voorhees. Okay. Who's, uh, who's doing Michael Caine? You or me? Because <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because y- you do Michael Caine, and I'll be. Um, well, you know who I'll be. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. I'll be Tony Danza. Okay, <laughs> Tony Danza is the um, is the not the Robin. He's the um, maybe he's the chef. So he's coming. To, I'm going to come in at one point, okay, asking what you guys want for dinner. And oh then, my god! What, what, so uh, uh, right what, I forgot we were talking. One were black Voorhees. One black. You guys, yeah, Alfred. Yeah, uh, yes, Mr. White. <laughs> I got tickets to see one black Voorhees. Do you want to go? As much as I would like to see that movie with you, I saw that movie back in the Gandhi's next to a, next to a boy who's kicking around a ruby the, the size of a tangerine. tangerine. <laughs> and it really ruined <laughs> the entire experience for me. But, Mr. Wayne, I, I am your butler. I will drive you there. Thank you, Alfred. <laughs> oh, my God. Tony Dan. Hey guys, I, guys, I hate to interrupt, but I had a couple questions about the menu tonight. Am I going to go with Chef Boyardee's beefaroni, or I've got some hamburger helper? It says it's dated from 2007. I think that's okay. Hamburger helper usually doesn't have an expiration date. You know, a funny thing about expiration dates. I was on the subway last week. Sleep dark. Mac- <laughs> uh, Angela, <laughs> which is what he yells when he gets shot with sleep darts. 
Excellent. Oh man. Follow him on Twitter <laughs> at Pete Holmes. Yeah. Go to his go to his website, see his live stand up dates, yeah, and you subscribe got- to his podcast, You Made It Weird. Yeah, it's with Pete Holmes. It's my yeah. favorite podcast. I'll be in Portland and Boston. It'll be out next week. So all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's all coming up. Uh, so all your two dates, PeteHolmes.com. Yeah, PeteHolmes.com. Go see his stand-up. Go uh, see him. Go watch uh, Pete Holmes show clips on the website, too. Online, it's- period, forever. <laughs> period. Thanks, uh, Pete Holmes. Yeah, guys, thank you. Show. That's the show. subscribe on iTunes to this fucking podcast, give them a five-star rating so this midget and this Jew can feel good about themselves for a couple minutes. Also, get on your iPhone or Android and get the podcast app. You can also listen to it on Stitcher or aboutlastnightpodcast.com, where you can hear past episodes with great guests like Lisa Kudrow, Paul Feig, Kevin Nealon, Bob Saget, Dion Cole, Chris D'Elia, Adam Devine, Michael McDonald, Jaleel White, Bud Friedman, Steve-O, Harlan Williams, Tom Arnold, Ron Funches, Rick Glassman, Blake Anderson, Anders Holm, Jessime Peluso, Joey McIntyre, and many, many more. I'm Tony Danza. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. Good night. That's it, right? You got it? Sweet. Boy, it smells good in that booth, by the way. What kind of candle is that? Hanukkah Willow? (laughs) Nice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.